Everybody say something for me. Hello. 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 Hey. <laughs> I don't have good time. Oh, there's chat. I was going to say, I don't have chat, but yeah, there he is. All right. episode 136 the forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced streamed and sometimes released on thursdays we're a community of people love exploring discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and tv to our everyday life experiences and as chad walks away even though for wow. those of you who are listening chad is not currently here i'd like to What's let up? you know if you'd like to know more about what we do you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash horizon fb or you can come out and hang out in our discord channel or you can check out our website with horizon.com where we have a ton of original content uh, additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I am Aaron, going in, uh, let's see if I can get this pointing correctly. Oh, oh, yeah, there we go. All right, <laughs> Owen. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. A- Alex. Yo. Chad. I'm going to be completely honest. I walked away and didn't know we started. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we, we noticed. <laughs> K- Caleb. <laughs> That's me. And Jake. Hey, what up? Uh, all right hey. let's start off with a little segment here it's called owen got a camera i did uh and he's visible and a ring uh, light I'm, and a ring light i'm professional Ooh, is it nice. is it the beginning of 2020 uh, basically what the heck? <laughs> yeah i like it's the impressive. various textures in the background like a little bit of green in there some lighting yeah yeah i got some, you know it's very nice it's, it's good it's good it's good ambiance yeah. uh tell us about all the spider-men owen yeah okay so uh i uh, am an asshole and made my girlfriend watch all the Spider-Men with me. Ooh. So we've watched everything. Nice. Oh. Uh, yeah. Because I was... Animated my series. Se- well, I mean, all of the live <laughs> action. Sp- so we're, we're talking <laughs> the Sam Raimi's. We're talking the Tobey Maguire. We're talking Andrew Garfield. We're, we, we did we did them. Is that seven movies? Uh, that, is, that is, in fact, seven, seven. movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, just some hot takes. Uh, just some hot takes. Uh, Toby Maguire is a terrible actor. Wow. I'm gonna I, don't you. I know. How uh, dare you? He, he just, <laughs> he was more expressionless in the entire series than uh, Kirsten Stewart was in any Twilight film. I think Kirsten Stewart had more expression in Twilight, actually. Did you not? What about that part where he cries? It's uh, <laughs> like a meme now because it's so yeah, good. Yeah, no, it was uh, pretty bad. Um... And I then, felt so many emotions watching those movies. So oh I don't know gosh. what you're talking about. Yeah, you know why you felt those emotions? Uh, it was because of all of the supporting cast just literally just lifting his ass and carrying him through every uh-huh. single scene. Uh-huh. Because let me tell you something. Uh, the villains very well acted. William Defoe did a great job. Um, whoever did uh, Doc Ock, and I always forget, uh, also great job like you really feel for these villains they did a good job writing them really um, make you feel like spider-man i was just about to say yeah uh but you know the entire third movie is just hot garbage uh i will say the only redeeming the, uh, the dance yeah 
That's really the only part you need to watch. The first act makes no sense and is all over the place. The second act is just him being an asshole. And then the third act is him saying, sorry, I'm an asshole. Let's do some cool stuff and pay off stuff that's been kind of simmering underneath here for the past couple of movies. And anytime you're trying to pay off something that's been like baked into a couple of movies, it's going to be at least okay. And so, like, cool, you burnt everything on that. I'm glad you didn't make a fourth movie. Um, didn't they also try to put, like, a bunch of villains in that one? They did. And, like, you not have, develop any of them? You have Venom that just kind of shows up out of nowhere. Uh, you have um, Harry being the Green Goblin for all mm-hmm. of ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have Sandman, who... Sandman just has the ability to live through anything. I don't understand, like... Several He's made times, of sand. Spider-Man just like <laughs> hoses him with water and just like I killed him. And I was like, that's not how sand works. <laughs> Making sand wet doesn't make the sand no longer sand. It's just now wet sand. You gotta, um, gotta melt him into glass. He's mud man. Yeah. yeah. So you apply heat to him and turn him into glass man. They, <laughs> they do that in that movie though. And you know what? He gets better. Yeah. Oh, man, they just punch it and then part. he gets to be sand again. <laughs> So, uh, I gotta say, uh, pretty, pretty bad. Uh, just all around, not very good, other than you're talking about, like, uh, William Defoe and, and, uh, Alfred, uh, Molina. They did excellent jobs as villains, and I would love to see them continue whatever they can because it was very well acted. Uh, then on one, to the. Wait, wait, one interesting thing about yeah. Tommy McGuire's Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the scene where he's like learning his powers and he like catches yep. uh, Kirsten Dunst and all of the food on the tray. He did that. that. Took a... He did that in real life. Yeah. It took yeah. 156 takes. Oh my God. It was 16 hours of shooting Amazing. until he got it right. But he actually ca- catches her and does all of that. That uh-huh. is true. Yeah. That's pretty you, cool. You know Fun something? Fact. You yeah, could have just done it in the best Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. Now, uh, if we t- visit the first and second, right, I think those are okay, right? The third one is where, like, everything falls apart, right? But is, isn't that just to show that, like, Sony kind of just put their hands really far into it, which is like, yo, the first and second one of these, like, this is like superhero movies, and it's like people are loving it. Let's just throw everything at the wall and, like, something will stick, right? Well, Chad, I'm glad you brought that up because after um, Rainey wanted to, wanted to make a fourth one but had creative differences with Sony and he could never get any of his scripts approved, so he said, hey, I don't want you to fuck up my, my trilogy, my series. You make your own Spider-Man. And they did. And that is where Andrew Garfield <laughs> and Webb come up. And let me tell you something. That is some hot fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> is it entertaining to watch? Sure. Are we seeing a very, uh, a, a much better portrayal of Spider-Man? Yes. Is Peter Parker any better? Fuck no, he is not. <laughs> is Emma Stone in that movie? Emma Stone yes, is in that movie. So bump, props for some decent a, acting from the good girl. bump. It's a good good. Does bump. Emma Stone tell Spider-Man that she should be there at the end of battle and get herself killed? Yes, yes, she does. <laughs> you know, I never watched the second one of that series. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't oh, need to. So lucky. <laughs> yeah, it turns out not to. So I just the first have. one is the best in, in all of the Spider-Man movies because Emma Stone's in it, and then the second one's the worst because they kill Emma Stone. <laughs> that makes sense. That's kind of weird. Up, that happens down. that way. I, I, 
quite appreciate the fact of how the second one really is just like, well, we don't have any villains, so let's just throw everything at the goddamn wall, as Chad was saying earlier. So they're just like, okay, who do we got? Rhino? Sure. We got this, the, Harry Osborn will show up for all of 10 seconds and become a villain later? You got it. Jamie Foxx is Electro? Let's give him an entire fucking movie so he can just be <laughs> bad. Like, none of this works. It's it, and they just keep teasing everything in the background, like, oh, is that is that Doc Ock's arms? Oh, is that you know like the symbiote stuff for Venom? Yeah, for a movie we ain't fucking making because we realized we can't make movies. Like this was just Sony realizing they couldn't make Spider-Man films, and then just going, oh hey, we should stop this and maybe actually work with Marvel, who's just pleading like, stop, just let us handle this, let us cast for you let us get you a script let us write it into the mcu yeah and then but then get... marvel didn't cast emma stone though they didn't but you know what they did there's cast? still time tom fucking <laughs> holland true mm-hmm. you know what else they did they brought back j jonah jameson yes and props true. to fucking that because there is no j jonah jameson in andrew garfield's run they Very don't have him at all. He's just some like off camera person that has angry emails. No one ever like actually access him. But now we've got we we've got our man back, and yeah, he's so good. So I'm in. Like, isn't he just at the very end, like after credit scene um, in the last one or something? Uh, for the second home. movie, he yep. is, yeah, yeah. and he will be in the third one. So we're yeah, we're well, doing so good. Yeah, like, I find this conversation hilarious because of the amount of times that I read on multiple forums different takes. Uh-huh. So like, so like somebody loves the first trilogy but hates the rest, or somebody loves the second enactment of it but hates e- like either end piece, and then your take where it's like, yo, we got we got a nice Spider Man now finally. <laughs> it, it is a steady improvement, and you can see them slowly figuring it out. Of just like, okay, so. We had somebody who was just a terrible Peter Parker and a terrible Spider-Man. And then once we got Andrew Garfield, they were like, okay, we can we can have a good Spider-Man. Like, this is how we can have a Spider-Man that's interesting to watch. He's funny. He's quippy. He's, you know, you you enjoy him doing all the flips and everything while he does his spin move. Uh, while he does his, his, like, web moves around his New York. Move, yeah. yeah, his spin move. Spin move. Um, his famous Why spin the move. fuck do you <laughs> jump between third and first person? While he's doing all of that, I don't know. Do you want to feel like you're Spider-Man? Yeah, you know, true. that seems complicated and just bad. Like that's just you don't need to do that. Um, so like we finally have a better Spider-Man, but he's still not really giving us a good Peter Parker. And then they were like, "What if we have a guy that's like so committed to Peter Parker that everybody will understand how good he is?" And then we got Tom Holland. Yeah, and the other thing I appreciate is how, like, in Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, everyone hates him. He has no friends, and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, other than uh, Harry and um, MJ, same exact thing. Just you have to make sure that the entire populace hates them for absolutely no reason. He just walks down the street just being like, I'm Spider-Man, and just the world fucking hates you. But then Tom Holland's Spider-Man, like, once MCU comes in, they were like, what if we just give him some friends? What if people just kind of, like, generally disdain Spider-Man, but there's not just, like, an overall fuck this guy, just kind of like a, you're weird, I don't know if I like you feel. 
uh and i kind of like appreciate how like we that's that's how they went with it because it's way more realistic than just like everybody hates him everybody just has to despise fucking spider-man and you've been going off about how much you hate them (laughs) <laughs> time. I don't know. I don't know yeah, just like, but I'm not in that world. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a character in the world of Spider-Man. Those are, those are documentaries. Oh, okay. <laughs> you are in that world. If We're I go to it. New York, I will just find a Spider-Man swinging story. around. Mm-hmm. You still just... haven't even. You still haven't even mentioned the highest-rated best Spider-Man movie. That wasn't included into the Spider-Verse. That wasn't included in the live-action. But it just it needs to be included because it's such a high quality film. It's so it's fucking good. It's, it's yeah. It is it is truly a point that I feel like Sony has finally figured out how to do Spider-Man is like, hey, you did into the Spider-Verse. Congrats. You didn't fuck this up as badly mm-hmm. as everything else. So at least you learned from all of your mistakes. But we have to please acknowledge the fact that the rest of what you've done was a mistake. <laughs> Alex, what was the name of that YouTube video you watched at one point about that one scene in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, I don't know what the name of the video was, but the point of it was they were trying to explain why the leap of faith in Into the Spider-Verse is the greatest scene in any movie ever made. Wow. <laughs> it was like a half an sure. hour long video too, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a great video. I watched it all. I was like, that's I stupid. And then I watched the <laughs> video and I was like, oh, you get some points. <laughs> Uh, I hadn't watched it in the Spider Verse forever, and when I watched that video, I was just like, I kind of want to watch the movie again. It's a quality yeah. movie. It's a good movie. Quality movie. And now uh, I have let's... Into the Spider Verse as my wallpaper right now. So, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about what we've been playing lately. Thanks, Owen, for the uh, the who is the best Spider Man. Wait, by the way, I mean, are you just are you? Is it Tom Holland for you? Yeah, obviously. It's, okay, just just need to clarify. The entire thing was written better, acted better, just mm. has more emotions. The soundtrack is a fucking bop. Like everything about it, you're not listening Plus, to some yeah. random Mumford and Sons shit that they just got from like what's popular. What do the kids like? Uh-huh. Yeah, let's throw this in there that Sony was doing earlier. Nah, like it, we got good music, good soundtracks. Like all in all, they they did they did well once Tom Holland showed up. Nice. As as someone who enjoys like all of the Spider-Man movies, despite their flaws, I, it's kind of hard to argue that the current s- series of films is not the best. Mm-hmm. And now I believe I've said that all of the iterations are the best at one point or another during this podcast. So, <laughs> good job. There you go. Oh boy, I am I really absolutely think? enraged right now by Alex's second game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So. Let's talk about what you've been playing lately. First and foremost, we should mention, I get a phone call from Chad last week. I don't, I can't even tell you the last time Chad called me on the phone, but he called me. I was this like, was hey, important. Dude, everything, I thought you were going to ask me like a, a business-related marketing question or maybe something about like some uh, Adobe suite software like or something. Life no, you're advice. like, hey, man, um, have you seen what Alex is playing on Steam right now? <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah, you should, you should just check it out for... This this guy, this man playing Cookie Clicker, which by the way, I think cost what five dollars on Steam. It did in fact cost five dollars. You spent five dollars to play Cookie Clicker. I did in fact spend five dollars to play Cookie Clicker. Can you explain to anyone why that was a good decision? Um, nostalgia for Cookie Clicker. Yeah, it was like a big thing back in the day. Here's it's my true. question: Cookie Clicker is still free online. It is. <laughs> so why? There we go. Why? 
Why not well, just play that? Supporting the developers, yo. Supporting the developers, obviously. Okay, sure. <laughs> Classic line. Um, also, you get the bonus, the Herald bonus, I think it's called, which is something that only Patreon subscribers used to get, but you get oh it if you God. buy it on Steam. Also, you get cloud saves for your cookies, so you won't ever lose your cookies and have to restart. Wow. Oh, so I here I this. thought it was a waste of money. I could play this for 20 <laughs> years and keep on growing my empire, and it would oh, still dang. be saved in the cloud as long as Valve exists. As long as Valve exists? Would there yeah. be a time in which Valve doesn't exist? It's possible. Who knows? Maybe. If I had I... to bet on who existed like a thousand years from now, I would say like... A thousand years from now? Like yes. Google... That's because Google's going to run everything a thousand years from now. Maybe Bro, a thousand Apple. years from now, we're going to be in a nuclear winter. Yeah. It's just going to be like, God, the there entire, will be nothing left. The <laughs> entire world will just be like territories of Google and Apple, and the Google and Apple war will be having raged oh, for 500 years. You, you forget Amazon just having a large stake across mm. the North Atlantic. Amazon's just like a... <laughs> Just like a third party that just like delivers supplies to both sides. It'd be a new world, <laughs> Honestly, if you will. Amazon would probably just, just fuck stranding. off to a different like <laughs> different planet. Amazon just be like, you guys can fight over the earth. We got the moon. <laughs> yeah, Man, my joke know. fell flat right there. I didn't hear it. There's too much other. <laughs> I said because we were talking about Amazon and Amazon came in and the new territory. I was like, it'd be a new world, if you will. Uh, <laughs> wow. Amazon's. Hit upcoming MMO New World. Okay. Good joke. Co- Steam charts for Cookie <laughs> Clicker. Dang. <laughs> 24 wow, hour freaking... peak, 66,000 players. So I'm Why? not the only one. What up? Why? Yeah, unfortunately, you're not. <laughs> Come you at see me. this on somebody's Twitch stream recently and you're like, oh, I need to do Man. this. No, yeah, it was. PewDiePie's. Like I, like I tell you, I just checked new and trending on Steam and it was in new and trending. So it was like big on the this. platform. Because eventually, I feel like I'm going to like later on down the road be like, I want to play a, a, a clicker game, and then I'm I'm probably gonna cave, and then I will have roasted for nothing. So hey, the main the main reasons why I got it games out there was like Universal Paperclips. Yes, yeah, yeah, that, one. that one's good. That one's good. Cloud saves, and then also supporting the devs, and I just wanted to check it out again because like on the description on the page it was like, hey, remember when Cookie Clicker was like a big thing? back in the day you should check no. it out again because we've been actively developing it since 2013 like with these people have just been working on cookie clicker for all this time and i'm like what can you possibly been doing to cookie clicker so it was mostly like a you know s was interested in what was going on so and it was five dollars uh, so have i got they added anything really good because i played back when they added the sugar lumps and those were kind of just yeah so they got they got those is kind of annoying um i haven't seen anything super major yet and also, it seems like my first loop through the game is just taking a long time. <laughs> and I'm kind of bored with it already. So, good purchase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also don't want to just leave it running all the time. It's like a, actually like a downside of having it on Steam. Because like a lot of what you do, I do on Steam, it's like, oh, well, I'm, I got all these games that have like a lot of hours in. And then at some point, you're going to go to my profile and Cookie Clicker is going to be at the top of my page because... <laughs> Literally, I just to play that game well, I just have to leave it open on my computer 24-7. It would take a long time before it got I to was the top say, of your list. I could see it getting second on your <laughs> list, maybe. Uh-huh. It could get there. It could get there. Uh-huh. Sure. 
Sure. So yeah, I don't know. They they've added things like since the last time I played, there's like you can level up structures, which unlocks like certain mini games, the sugar lump things that Caleb has talked about, which is not a function of how fast you produce cookies. It's just a function of time. So they they form once every 24 hours. So you can never make that speed up, which is kind of annoying. Um, and then those get you get to apply bonuses to things with that. Um, and the rest of it's just cookie clicker so far. I don't know. I don't know what they've been doing since 2013 to warrant active development. Counting all their money. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they had a Patreon until I read the description about that bonus that you get. But whatever. Freaking cookie um, clicker. <laughs> yeah. Talk about good games to bad games. I've been playing Psychonauts, thanks to Jake. I got you, Bill. Um, it just showed up in my Steam account, and I was like, oh, after we talked about it last week. I've been playing a bunch of that. Um, it's really good. I hit a point... Like, you just have a blast playing this weird, wacky Psychonauts game. You're just playing, you have a good time, and then all of a sudden you hit a section of the game, and it's like, no, 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 stop playing and having a good time. You gotta go collect 800 arrowheads. <laughs> and I'm like, oh... And like this is so you can purchase an item from the shop that's apparently now required for you to progress. Yeah. Whereas before they positioned it as an extra bonus thing, so I'd already blown a bunch of arrowheads and other crap I could have not used. And then yeah. I had to like spend like an hour going around town collecting arrowheads, and that was kind of annoying. Did you at least so. get the uh, the dowsing rod? Yeah, yeah, okay. that sped it up quite a bit. Yes, that is very helpful. But that's like basically the only negative thing I have to say about that game. It's it's kind of delightful. Um, I'm now within the Milkman conspiracy section, which Ooh. a lot of people say is the best part of the game. So excited yeah. for that. Yeah, no, you're you're in for a treat. I don't so, want to spoil anything, but I'll yeah, we we were watching the stream <laughs> of you playing Psychonauts two, and I was like, well, now I'm actually playing Psychonauts one, so I'm like, hope none of this is spoilery. <laughs> Caleb was like, don't oh, worry, I got not. you. The stream was up for several hours, and at one point, Caleb's like, Hey, uh, Alex, uh, you may not want to look at the screen. He <laughs> uh. was like exploring the height of the mystery in 2. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, that is true. But yeah, that's, that's a fun game. Still holds up. Um, I'll go next. I've uh, been playing two things. Lots of Dota. Lots really? of, it's just Dota time again. What? Actually, three things. What? Three things. Lots of Dota, first of all. We no. get back into Rocket League. Yeah, we started oh, playing some of that. Yeah, I mean, I I still feel pretty good at that game. I can I cannot aerial like some people, but I can still get the ball to the end of the field. I can rotate well, and I can pass well. As long as you can do that in Rocket League, you're you're set. You're solid. Uh, so I went back and just got re ranked. That was fun. Played through about ten matches. Um, that game just never changes. They don't really update it at all. They just add some new fields, add some new you know cars. That's pretty much it. It's mostly, uh, mostly they do, like add mechanics, add aim assist for control, extra rockets on your cars. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just you saying, know, it's like, like fields that have bumpers, like pinball bumpers. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I don't it's know. It's owned by Epic Games now, so they should add like uh, Bloom, uh, aim assist. <laughs> yes, building. yes. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but I realized I needed to stop going back and playing older games when Chad asked me if I wanted to go play Brawlhalla. So I have since. <laughs> Stopped look, clicking at all my older games in Steam and just stuck with those two for now. Um, also, 
recently downloaded and started playing Breath Edge. Breath Edge. Breath Edge. I think it's Breath Edge. Breath Edge. Breath Edge. Breath Edge. Breath Edge. This is a cool game. Uh, It's like a first person space survival game where the premise of the story is you were flying on a um, basically giant space hearse with all of these coffins headed to a giant universal galactic uh, funeral and it crashes into some asteroids and you are the sole survivor and so you have to figure out how to survive. Um, The name of the protagonist is The Man and (laughs) All of like you have an AI in your suit that's talking to you constantly, so you're getting that like comedic, the comedic elements of that from the, from the AI. It's pretty hilarious. Um, and a lot of the game is about trying to gather resources from around the wreckage while maintaining your oxygen level, making sure you're eating and drinking water, and trying not to pee while you're in space because then you'll freeze up your spacesuit. Mm-hmm. So you are trying to survive and then gather to materials to craft things? Correct. Except make a name for Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is very limited in that. Oh, that's a MOBA. Realm. Yes, you're <laughs> yeah. right. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a MOBA. Uh it is much more adventure than it is survival crafter. Um you do have to build elements. But those elements just kind of like stack on on top of one another, and you're just building one thing to get to the next part to move to the next chapter. Very much story driven, not as much you gathering resources everywhere. That's pretty cool. Um, one of my favorite parts, probably the most ridiculous part, is in order to propel yourself, you have to find old, just rotten shawarma floating around, and then you just uh, you manufacture this thing that allows you to fart in a projectile direction so that you can propel yourself across the map. And that requires no, swarm to build. I don't want to play this game. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good so far. Uh, I think I'm only There's about five some hours sort in. of gasket that allows gas to pass from inside your suit to outside of your suit, but yes. it doesn't just immediately suck all the oxygen out of your uh, suit. Apparently not. It's just directly connected to your butthole, I guess. It doesn't immediately suck all your organs nope. out of your colon. Man, no, can you right, imagine if that on. did malfunction? <laughs> Holy gosh. Crap. It could it could go bad. It could go bad. I for feel sure. like there's some inconsistencies in the science behind what's going on here. Mm-hmm. 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 Kate Kate be. has this uh this cat that you can flip and it can turn mad and you can flip it and it turns happy. And I could just imagine that if fun. that <laughs> I can just imagine if if that little gasket didn't work properly, uh, you would go from happy astronaut to flipped inside out, mad astronaut, <laughs> maybe even sad, maybe dead. Yeah, you, you, yeah definitely sad, <laughs> definitely sad. Uh, for some reason, there's also a thing with chickens in this game. I don't know why, but the you just have, chicken. I did see about that. You have an abundance of chickens, and you use it for various things. One of which is you have to collect. One of the resources you have to collect is wire and um, plastic from broken off wires from the ship that's crashed. So in order to do that, you use the chicken to neutralize the live wire. You shove the chicken on it, and then it neutralizes it, and then you can gather resources. It's very strange. Did you ever play anyway. um, Subnautica? I have not. It sounds it sounds similar. Subnautica yeah. obviously being water, not space, but sure. kind of similar same concept. difference, honestly. You fart out of your scuba suit to move. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mainly a fart-based game. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I only play Fartem Ups. Fartem. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, podcast is over. We're done. 
Uh, <laughs> tools and breath edge are really annoying because they last an incredibly short amount of time and you got to craft new ones. I haven't really experienced that yet. No? Okay. Um, no, I think... I So I'm on like chapter three. The first two chapters, you probably have an about, about six or seven tools that do various different things. I think I've only had like to remake one or two tools out of all of that. Most of the time, you just find more. As you, as you progress mm. in the story, it's not like they make you continue to get more tools or build more. You just find some. Like you go from the first area, which is basically just you and a bunch of scrap all around, to the next area, there's like a whole bunch of... It's like the engineering section of the ship. And so all the engineers would have had some of the tools, and so you can kind of gather them from the debris that's out and about. The, uh, I, so the Breath of the Wild that. solution. The degrading mm. utility stuff. Hate it. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's it's fun game. It's fun game. Um, Chad, let's move on to you. What have you been playing lately? Yeah, so I launched Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven the other day. Uh huh. Yeah. I heard, like, I saw a YouTube video talking about DLC, and I paused it and was like, "All right, let me go look at it." And the DLC is like, "Hey, you know, Johnny Silverhands." There's a second look. That's, Ooh, that's about wow. it. Wow! I think they only added cosmetic stuff so far. Yeah, Johnny Goldhands. So, uh, oh. I don't know what he looks like. I honestly didn't look that far. Johnny Plastic um, Hands. There Johnny is no talks hands. of of Ooh. actual like missions and stuff like that coming out in the works. Uh, supposedly they've, ca- they've caught up to around a location where they can start focusing on that. They're still trying to optimize it for next gen consoles and like PCs and stuff. Uh, I think they've uh, verbally given up on old gen consoles um, and basically Probably said like, "Hey, not. we've we've done as much as we can." Um, and then yeah, so they're they're going forth with that stuff. Uh, actually, have like uh, a a good number of people working on. Um, not just optimization now, which is kind of cool to hear. Is this going to be like a No Man's Sky situation where like yeah. five years from release date, they're like, hey, this game is good. Probably hey, you can come play it. No Man's Sky finally got positive uh, reviews yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it finally in. hit it's positive overall. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. Um, everyone, though, in the past like year or two who's launched a failed game has been like, we're going to No Man's Sky it. We're going to... Yeah. In a year, you're going to see <laughs> we're gonna And know. then they... You know, then they shot down Anthem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was about happen. to bring up Anthem. I'm glad you did. Yeah, I mean, I, well, because they, they said the same thing. They were like, nope, Anthem next. We're going to No Man's Sky. Everyone's going to love it. And then they're like, nobody nobody likes this game, so we're just going to stop. I, I, I really like appreciate watching Fallout 76 trying to do all of that, mm-hmm. which, like, I kind of understand. Like I, But the thing that I hate about it is that all of the good improvements go to Fallout first members, the people that are, like, subbing $15 a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this doesn't fix the broken game for everyone. This fixed the broken game for the people that have been throwing money at you since the start. Mm, I wonder well, why they prioritize them. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. It still makes your game Fallout. shit, though. The other problem with Fallout 2 is they weren't taking the No Man's Sky approach. They were taking the Evolve Stage 2 approach. Mm. And so, you oh, know... yeah. Yeah. What, are you saying they made it worse? I mean, it's they just... They a decent game and made it terrible? I mean, they, ha- they definitely haven't... I don't think they... it ever started as a decent game. That's, that's true. That's true. And did, it probably didn't, you know, uh, uh, I guess they didn't have NPCs for, like, how long? <laughs> oh, God, like, two years? <laughs> two years, I think? <laughs> I retract my statement. <laughs> oh, man. So, Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyber... I mean, that's all I had to say about that. It was, <laughs> it was okay. Uh... I can tell that the cars have gotten a little better, as in like the NPC driving. Um, 
I didn't play too, too much of it just because I was like, well, if there's no new missions and I only have like seven missions left, uh, I should probably not play this until I start releasing other things. So, um, I moved on to Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. Mm. It's a, a new Vampire the Masquerade game. This one is a BR. Nope. Ah, okay. Oh, it's a BR. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's interesting because it's super hard to find on Steam. Um, like I try every unless you type in exactly Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, like you cannot find this game. Uh, I like had to Google it to figure out how to download this game. Um, it's. I'm pretty sure at some point it was just advertised on my front page on Steam. Yeah, it wasn't for me. <laughs> uh, it's not the best. I so I already wrote a review on this game. I played for, for for like two hours or so. So obviously, I still need to give it a little more of a chance. But in the two hours I played, and with all of the BRs that I've played in the past, it just runs into the same problem for me with every other BR that's out there, which is third parties are atrocious and healing takes way too long uh there are like three different actions that you can do to four different actions you can do to heal one is you put in an armor plate that's completely separate from your actual health uh you can drink a blood bag hit yourself with a syringe the syringe does like uh health over time very small the blood bag kind of like almost full heals you or you can eat somebody or like you know suck their blood all of those actions are interrupted as soon as you get hit. So you're, you pretty much are like, all right, let me go around this corner. Let me start healing. Someone comes around the corner, smacks you once and it, you're a tick away and you've lost a fight because you're already like hurt. So you can't really do much. The abilities in the game are pretty much just kind of there. Like they, they don't really matter. And it's really sad because you know, it's, it's a vampire ability BR shooter and you're pretty much just sitting there shooting, and that's it. The uh, the character- just so powerful that people just don't use the abilities at all. Yeah, like the character I was playing, mm. uh, I had a super jump, but it didn't go as high as the roofs, so like it didn't really do much. And I had mm. a slam, uh, which the slam was only good for when the guys were trying to drink the blood of the enemies, and I would slam on top of them, and I would third-party both of them and kill them both. Uh, that's the only times I saw that as that good. Then there's like a dude that like goes invisible, but his invisibility lasts for like nothing, and so you just get tracked right back down. Um, there's somebody who like tracks uh, super hurt people. Like the the abilities are there, and obviously you can use them, but it's it still felt like the guns were just the predominant thing that people were using, and the abilities were kind of on the side. Uh, which like in Hyperscape, for instance, like the abilities were used constantly. Um, or Apex, the abilities are used Apex. all the time. Uh, Overwatch. I mean, it's just an ability shooter. You know what I mean? Like, if you have an ability shooter, you would think that abilities would be used kind of like throughout <laughs> the entirety of man. You know, you playing. What? It, just imagine if they, like they made the abilities like the prominent thing. Maybe even took away the guns from the vampires. But then, like maybe there was a second side that had guns. I was literally fighting against the vampire. vampire. Oh I'm my so god! Oh my god! That game was so freaking good. I do not was, know why they canceled. Nasgoth. Nasgoth yeah. is great. Yeah, so upset. <laughs> that's amazing. I was like, "You're going somewhere with this." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this sounds familiar. Um, <sighs> so yeah, I also have had the thought because of how slow the healing is that maybe this game was built around squad play. And not solo play. Uh, Because, for instance, if you're playing Apex, 
I played solos in Apex at one point, and it was awful. But playing as a trio in Apex, you can kind of play off your teammates. They can protect you while they uh, you heal. You can come in after you heal and protect your teammate. You know, you can bounce off of each other in a fight. Uh, this one, you, you pretty much once you take a shot, you're you're dead. So, uh, my review on it right now is kind of like, eh, not not for me. I may give it a little bit more of a shot, but just another BR. Yep. Everybody's trying to get in on that action. Too late. Man, Hyperscape is so good. I don't know why they messed it up, man. That's another thing. Is I compare everything to Hyperscape now in its prime, <laughs> and it's like nothing no, nothing will taste that. Nothing will get to that. Um, I saw this game called 9 to 5 on TikTok, and it's a free-to-play game, and so I picked it up and was trying it out. It is a 3v3v3 tactical, like, almost siege-like shooter. Uh, you have a lot of leaning that happens, um, so you're kind of walking around corners doing that, you know, wobble. Uh, <laughs> you have three phases. The first phase is, uh, it, it could be anything along the lines of uh, getting a cutter out, uh, finding a satellite, um, etc. You're, you're basically just securing a location. Uh, then the second is you're bringing the cutter to cut something or you're securing another location, basically two secures. Uh, and then the third one is you're securing an extraction. Basically everything's secure. You're securing extraction. The kind of twist though, is if you, everybody's securing the first one. So you're all running to the, to the location to secure it in the first round. If you win that round, you are now on defense and the rest of the lobby is attacking. Uh, and so if you lose the, the second round, uh, you are now attacking and the enemy team's on defense. So basically, anybody who wins a round is on defense and everybody else is attacking. It's kind of fun. The, the shooting, the, t- the time to kill... Um, kind of turns it, into like 6v3, but also the two teams can meet each other and fight before they get to you. Which right. is kind of cool. Right. The maps are pretty big. Um, they're not like too giant. Uh, the, the flow of the game is pretty fast-paced. Uh, I would say Siege is kind of slower than this game. Um, there's a drone mechanic where you can actually like throw up a drone at any time. Every, all of you spawn with drones. You throw it up at any time and like ping the enemies. Your drones have abilities. The abilities are like uh, stealthing. Uh, you can heartbeat sensor or you can uh, hack equipment. The, the hacking drone, right. The, it reminds me of um, Wildlands. The yeah, picture, yeah, yeah. The picture droning in that game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the or if you're you know everybody's in a Valorant, it's the Silvertron. Um, the hacking ability I've used a couple times, but like nobody's really using uh the armor set that has equipment that you can put on the ground right now. So that one's kind of useless. Uh, the armor ability, the the whole thing is everybody is reviewing this game as negative because it's quote unquote pay to win, which I can kind of see after uh seeing how expensive the weapons are, how long it takes to grind out, and uh there's not necessarily characters you choose from but there's uh, armors you choose from and so if you choose one of the armors it'll tell you if you can have uh, perks is what they're not called perks but you know everybody plays Call of Duty and knows what a perk is Um, you can have like kinetic legs to where you fall off a building and you don't take damage or uh, you can detect a drone when it detects you and so you can like turn around and you'll see an eyeball in the sky and you can shoot at the drone Um, there's another one where if you go down a smoke pops up uh, on you to where your teammates can get you um so 
depending on what armor you pick, you either have more or less armor, and the trade-off is more or less of those perks. Uh, and then you also have like a different kit. So like you could do like a healer kit where you can heal your and bandage yourself, or you can do the trapper uh, kit where you can throw stun grenades and um, put down like landmines and stuff like that. Uh, so the the armors are the things that you basically trade out to, to have that difference of uh, gameplay. If you're defending, you probably want the trapper. If you're attacking, you probably want something else. Um, but yeah, the the pace of the game and the thing that I find very interesting is. You can win the first round and the second round, but lose the third round and you lose the game. It, oh, it's weird. very bizarre to me because, and I don't know how you would develop it out to where that's not the case because the last phase is extraction. So like you are trying, you are surviving when you finish the last phase. Um, but like, I don't, that's kind of bizarre that you like wipe the lobby twice the third round comes around, you lose, and then you're just like, ha, you lost the entire match. Hmm. So. Hmm. Oh, also, another thing that's from Very Siege, like, you have barricades, but they're unlimited, so you can just keep tossing barricades on every single door that you see. Uh, and so there's a couple times where I'll, like, take a gunfight, I'll get injured, I'll have to run back into the room, bar- I barricade it up real quick. There's a mechanic in the game where if you're shot enough... You actually start to bleed, and you have to stop the bleeding, and if you don't, you'll get incapacitated, which is the down state. Um, and so I've died a couple times to that, where, you know, I didn't stop my bleeding. But yeah, you, you bandage up, and you can pop back out, because you can break the barricade really easily, and then you start fighting again. So, it's fun. I actually, I've, I've dumped like 17 hours into it already, and I think it's a game that I can just kind of pick up and play. The anti-cheat's pretty good on it. What? Yeah, a game that has good anti-cheat. Yeah, wow. amazing, right? Seventeen hours. I played sixty-eight minutes of this game with you. Yeah, well, you, me, and Aaron were supposed to try it, and then yeah, you guys, we'll try it out. and then you guys went out. Then we went on uh, a trip. Yeah, I'm, we left. Last game is Dota. I mean, that's that's just an always now, right, right now. Yeah, always and forever for now. Oh, you know what? No, the last game, and this is this is just me bragging, is Guild Wars Two. Oh wow. Okay. I have Yuck. been playing Guild Wars 2, and there are little mini-games in Guild Wars 2. Uh, one of them is a, a Griffin time trial, so where you take your Griffin, and you're flying through the checkpoints, and you know you reach the end, and you get a time. And it's against anybody else who's tried it in Guild Wars. And on two of them, I have one that is, I'm in 13th place worldwide. Oh, wow. And the other one, I'm in 7th place worldwide. Ooh. So you fast. Oh, yeah. Nice. Boy, you fast. Wow. Especially when you uh, consider that's against like millions of yeah, mm-hmm. right players that they have. Right. I mean, Guild Wars is not a small player base. Yeah, it's it's one of the several popular MOBAs or MOBAs, yeah. MMOs right now. <laughs> MOBAs. Thank you, Alex, for coming to my side of misdescribing <laughs> games. Uh, Owen, what do you uh, playing? Souls like? Uh, so I checked out a game called Endless Legend. And about 10 minutes into that tutorial, I uninstalled that game and refunded it. (laughs) Wow. 10 minutes Uh, into the tutorial. Yeah. Why is it even on your list? (laughs) Just to have 4X games, right? Yeah, I was looking for some new 4X games, and then I was like, oh, wait, this is just Civ, but more complicated. (laughs) And I don't understand the builds here because I understand the builds of Civ, so... I got I'm gonna go... If you want a 4X game that's not Civ, most of them are not going to be Civ. <laughs> yeah. I'd say 90%. Yeah. 
I think I think it was just a thing that I I underestimated the amount of shit I actually know about Civ. Mm. And I think so... Civ is also like the one that's like accessible, and like yeah. the draw of other games that are not Civ is that they're much more complicated, and they're not mm-hmm. Civ, and people want the the complicated stuff. Yeah, yeah, like Stellaris. Yeah, I wasn't looking for complicated. I was just looking for something that wasn't Civ. But then as I was like trying to learn how to play this game and realizing that it would take me multiple hours to understand how to actually play it and like have like a correct build kind of thing to actually be somewhat decent on it i was like oh wait i might as well just go play civ because i actually know how to play that Mm -hmm, like it mm -hmm. just became a thing i realized i was trying to look for something that wasn't civ and then i realized no i shouldn't because it'll take me like a decade to figure out how to play it fuck that i'm gonna go play has anybody here ever completed a civ campaign Oh yeah, multiple oh. times. The <laughs> <laughs> well, one yeah. guy who plays four X games. Yeah. Oh, um. Wait. So, if, if you were looking for a new four, isn't there like what's um humankind? Yes, I was gonna say that just came out, and I hear I hear it's on the yeah. simpler side. It's been oh, like okay. all over my. Yeah, it keeps getting advertised at me. Yeah, it's like yeah. two yeah. months old. Okay, I haven't, and I know that uh, Civ and Humankind were like. <laughs> They they were chill. I remember seeing something that somebody was like bashing humankind on Twitter, and the Civ pe- devs were like, "No, no, no, go check it out." Like, we have no malice against them sure. for being in our world. And I was like, "That's nice of you, I guess." I mean, Civ already won. Yeah, like, no yeah. one's gonna no one's gonna beat them. Yeah, you know when you're already Superman, who cares who's like pulling on your cape? You're you're gonna win. Like you're exactly. just like. Hey. Wait a um, second. This is literally made by the same people that make Endless Legend. Yeah, they yeah. also make is it really? Endless Space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's All the same the people. Games. It's just Endless Legend came out in 2014. This came out in August of this year, August 17th. Ah, uh, okay. Well, mm, it's <laughs> just... I mean, it might still no, well, be good, mm. but yeah, that doesn't bode well, does it? <laughs> yeah, I just, I again, I don't think it's anything that, that anything's bad with Endless Legends. It was just like a realizing the amount of learning that you actually have to do to play this game to have something that is different you're just like wait why am i doing all of this it's not worth the time cost i might as well just keep what i'm doing i Um, kind of always wanted to try age of wonders planetfall because it has like the 4x gameplay but then when you get into battles it takes you into like a tactical it does that for regular battle uh endless legends and does it do that yeah like an RTS battle or like a turn-based? Like it's I think it's turn-based. turn-based. Okay. It's like a turn-based 4X battle sphere that opens up. Like usually in like Civ or whatever, you just like the units run at each other and then like some of them go away. Yeah. I, they think but this the, would be like you go into an individual tactical combat for each yeah. the, unit the encounter. The large problem with that is then if you're playing with somebody else... Welcome to just yeah. an hour of them doing all mm. of those battles. Well, I can't imagine how long it would take just to play by yourself. Right? Yeah. That happened in the, the Warhammer 40k strategy game we played for Humble Bundle. Oh, I don't know yeah. What it was called. But that it was game... a Warhammer game. Warhammer yeah. Total War. Oh, total War. Yeah, total War. Was it Total War? Yeah. It was Total War. Okay. To- yeah. Total War, War Warhammer, was... I think it was what it was called. Man, that one's just name, an RTS. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the... Because World obviously World it should have been called Total Warhammer, but they all they both right. both companies wanted their full title. <laughs> <laughs> in the title. Yeah, every everyone's gotta be there. 
Um, so I played that and didn't like it. I did end up picking up uh, after that um, Wasteland 3. Uh, and I was what a good playing, game. And I was playing that with Allison and that. Uh, we really enjoyed. We got into, and I'm looking forward to getting more into that. That would seemed really interesting. Um, it's um, very much kind of got this nice uh, XCOM combat system with a splash of divinity feel, and I, this is what I was looking for. Ten out of ten. I'm. This is yeah. this is a good well, thing. What difficulty level are you playing on? Uh, medium? Yeah, it's probably good. That's probably yeah. good. Caleb and I tried I... to play on, like, the one above the mid-tier, and unless you are perfectly positioned to start a battle, you're just, you're dead. There's just... yeah. The problem is the, 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 like, time to, it's not even time to kill in a turn-based game, but, like, the amount of damage right. people do versus how much health you have, it's just, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's like playing Starfinder with me as GM. If they get to go first... If the enemy gets to go first, you have at least one character dead, if not more. Yeah. Oh, usually, that's bad. Usually more than one. Yeah. It's the, the initiative system I do not like in it at all. Because they can kill you so fast. You always just take encounters with your tank. That's it. You can you can survive if you can take encounters with your tank. If the big problem are... is you have to like not do some dialogue options. Mm-hmm. And instead, just shoot people from far away. Hi, miss out <laughs> well, on like yeah. some of the RPG stuff. Welcome to kind of what Which I've been annoying. doing so far. Because as a sniper, I'm just like, oh, I have to kill this guy. I don't even <laughs> bother trying to talk to them. I just right. snipe them from the other end of the map. Sniper <laughs> is so awesome. I start every fight with the sniper, and it's just like, oh, there's like a boss in the middle of them. Let me just one hit them real quick. Yeah. Holy crap. Um, I do so much damage. I get like a bonus, like two hundred percent damage if I fire from outside of combat because of stealth. Ugh. that's good. Yeah, it's that's it's solid. good. But you don't get to do all the dialogue. You do all the role play. <laughs> yeah, dialogue in that game. I is am. I, I so have dialogue. My dialogue is to my gun. You want you that could guy always, dead? Okay. You could always do it and then reset the save and then <laughs> and then just save just, and then the just murder them. Every dialogue. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you're just. Really, you're just yeah. picking one very loud dialogue option every time. <laughs> I mean, the if way, the the way me and Frank go... Really? Just saying, hey, with a bullet. Yep. Yeah, exactly. The way me and Frank play it, we we try to do the role-playing stuff, and then when that fails and we inevitably have a horrible combat where they kill several of our people, we just Before reload. And shoot them in the head. And then shoot them in the head. God, <laughs> there you go. Isn't that essentially safe scumming? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think safe scumming is acceptable. Oh. Um, finally, I've been diving into uh, a little retroness and been playing some uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Mm, nice, mm. still a fun game. Uh, I've been playing it on a stream uh, because I am setting myself up for uh, two challenges for extra life. One of which will be doing the water temple without the water tunic, uh, which Jake <laughs> did and said was possible. So I will try that by accident. By yes. yeah, by accident. Uh, and then the uh, the final challenge I'm going to do uh, will be defeating Ganondorf with just a bottle. Mm. Um, both of which will be under the hey, if I break my um, if I break my goal of 3500. <laughs> I will do that on stream on November 6th when we do our uh, 24-hour stream. So you're, nice. you're a speedrunner so, now. I, speedrunner. 
it's not speed running <laughs> if I'm streaming me going through the actual campaign <laughs> leading up to November. Can uh, I give you a water temple tip? Please. The amount of time you can hold your breath is directly proportional to your current heart. Yes. So if you have full health, you can hold your breath for like five minutes. And if you have one heart, it's about one minute. Uh, Jake, I, w I would like you to know that I have already uh, grabbed the silver scale. I'm going to get the gold one before I go in, mm -hmm. and I am finding every single heart piece I possibly can, and That's I've got smart. three bottles with fairies already in them. Okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm in the forest temple right now. I'm not even there yet. I'm just prepping myself well, for the hell you. If you prep be. for it, it's probably not even going to be hard. There's only one part that was hard, and that's because I didn't know about the heart thing. So I was trying to beat this mm. whole room of clams within a minute. Mm. Very hard. Anyways. Well, I will I will attempt it and also beating Ganondorf with a bottle because that seems like it would be fun and hard to do. Good luck. Uh, Jake, you. what Me. are you playing? So I've been playing. I narrowed it down just two because I have a lot to say about both of these. <laughs> uh, I finally went back and I finished Mass Effect 3 in the Legendary Edition. I kind of I plowed through one and two because those games are great. And then I got to Mass Effect 3 and I was like, oh yeah, this one. <laughs> uh, it's, it's definitely the worst of the three, especially now that Mass Effect 1 got all that quality of life stuff where the guns actually shoot where you point them. Uh, I think it really, Mass Effect 3 does not hold up very well, the single player especially. Uh, even on the hardest difficulty, the game was clearly not built for you to play a Vanguard because you can just make every enemy your little bitch boy. And just explode them as soon as they spawn. It's it's pretty bad. Uh, the uh, one exception is there are these like Reaper dragons who can kill you in two shots and usually can kill you before they've loaded on screen all the way. So that's oh, not fun. Yeah, that's not great. The number of times I've been like, I don't know where I died from. I guess there's a dragon over the horizon. Um, that's pretty annoying. Um, the one positive thing I will say is there is a piece of DLC from Mass Effect 3 called the Citadel DLC. The rest of the campaign is very, like, it's very serious, because this is, like, the one where, like, every, the whole galaxy's at war, it's very serious, people are dying all over the fucking place. But Citadel is goofy, and it makes fun of itself, and it just kind of indulges in all the silliness that's otherwise missing from Mass Effect 3. And it's, it is one of the best parts of the Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, it's just kind of a shame that it's tucked away as DLC that you kind of have to slog through the rest of Mass Effect 3 to reach. Uh, but it is definitely worth it. It is so much fun. So, um, is, now that 1's been updated, is it better than 2? Or is 2 still the best? Uh, I think it depends, honestly. I, for my money, 2 is still the best. Uh, hmm. The way I would say it is 1 is more of like an epic RPG adventure. It feels like you're going around like saving the world, going on all these crazy planets, whereas 2 focuses a lot more on the characters. Uh, mm. There are a lot more characters, and I think they're a lot better written. Uh, but in terms of, like, the adventure, a lot of the stuff you're doing is just kind of, like, personal favors for your crew. You're going out yeah. and kind of dealing with their personal stuff, which I find super compelling. But if you're looking for, like, oh, I want to be, like, the hero, and I want to go save the galaxy, 2 is a little bit lacking. Like, you, you are doing, mm. like, an important mission at the end. But for most of the game, you're not really doing that. There's really only like four missions that deal with that main mission. You're mainly going, getting your team, and then getting them loyal so that way they'll go on this crazy mission with you. But yeah, story-wise, Mass Effect 1 is very strong. I think they're I think, almost equivalent. I think that's my biggest problem with 3, is that you spend so much time in 2, 
getting a crew together and making them loyal to you so that you have people at your side to be able to deal with this massive galaxy threat. And then in three, it's like, oh, do that again, though. Yeah, they're because gone. <laughs> all these people are gone. They have things to do. One of my favorite parts of Mass Effect 3 is you're you're chilling, the place you're at gets attacked, and you like you get on your ship and you're like, yes, I'm on my ship, let's go. And there's this guy there, and he's like, hey, what's up, Commander Shepard? And you don't know this guy. He's never been mentioned before. And Shepard's just like, oh hey, James, who's on my ship, and I know. And I'm like, what? Excuse me? Come again? You had like 10 generic soldier guys you could have put on this fucking ship, and you invented a new guy named James? Who's just chilling on my ship? Okay, fine. We'll hang out with James. Whatever. It's very weird. Um, Man, so, go ahead. No, nope, oh, I was gonna move on. So, if you have something about Mass Effect Three, go for it. Nope. Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, so, the other thing I've been playing, uh, Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteous came out um, like a week ago, something like that. Something like and that. And I, I really, really like it. Um, I wasn't super keen on Kingmaker. Kingmaker kind of bugged me. It was buggy and confusing, and I don't think it played very well. Yeah. But Wrath the Righteous kind of fixed all those problems, it seems. Uh, I've run into a few bugs, but nothing super major. I think the main thing is they added a turn-based mode, and being like, able to like actually do what my like control what my guys do is so nice. They like built it with the turn-based mode in mind, as yeah. opposed to Kingmaker, where they added it way later. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, even with the mod for Kingmaker that made it turn-based, I don't, I didn't feel like the mod was, like, it was good, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you five-foot-stepping, yeah. which is the main thing in Pathfinder, it's like the most useful thing in the universe, you basically couldn't do, you had to guess, you had to, like, click and be like, oh, that's five feet-ish, and it's like, oh, that was six, <laughs> yeah. actually, there goes your move action. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas now, you just hold shift, and it's like, okay, you will move five feet, and we, we will stop you. You will not move more than five feet if you click your mouse right now, <laughs> which is so nice. Your archers can five foot step and then full attack. Yeah, so great. And then I mean, this was also present in Kingmaker, but I think the writing and the voice acting I've been impressed by so far, at least maybe it jumps off a cliff later, but I've been really enjoying all the companions. Yeah, the companions have been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, no, I guess that another thing that sucked about Kingmaker is all the companions felt like they were jokes, like they were trolls. Like they're like, oh, here's a barbarian. And she's the sword that's too big to use, so she takes a massive penalty if she actually uses it. Oh, here's a chick who's specced out to be a paladin, but she can't be a paladin. And she took a fighter archetype that makes her almost useless, borderline useless <laughs> if you play her the way we think you should play her. It's just like, why did you make characters that are useless to me? Like, this game's mm-hmm. already hard, and you're making it harder for me. But I'm glad the Righteous, said, they're all so good. I'm glad you said the writing's good, because I only got, like... 30 seconds of writing in my playtime so far, but I was already like, oh man, I don't know about <laughs> because it, <laughs> like the opening sequence is so like it's kind of awkward. Like, yeah. let's awkwardly throw exposition at you. Like they have lines mm-hmm. like it's OK, I'll defer to your judgment because you're a dragon. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, OK, sure. Like, we got to get that out of the way. Like, they're yeah, a dragon. The, like, yeah. The beginning's not great, but I think it I think it hits its groove later. I mean, maybe that's just me, but I feel like that's just how most of the adventure paths kind of even just playing the RPG, most of the adventure paths kind of do that because they have like a, a way that they shoehorn you into the yeah, yeah. story. The itself. Yeah, yeah. they're just yeah. like, you're in the city. I don't fucking know. What, who cares? Right. You're here. <laughs> this guy just explains the adventure to you real quick and then yeah. you can go have fun. Yeah. 
I made a character, I think you'll be happy to know I made an alchemist that's a grenadier. I doubt Ooh. it. I doubt it. So that I can like experience what throwing bombs is like mm. after my first Pathfinder exper experiment being <laughs> an alchemist that didn't throw any bombs whatsoever. So that's that's fun. Ridiculous. Nice. Make sure you get those quick bombs. Yeah. Uh are these are these games both the entire AP? Yeah. Or Wrath of the Righteous and Kingmaker? Okay. Mm -hmm. yep. Wrath yeah. of the Righteous has and Mythic Pass in it. It does. Yeah. I, I guess I should say, I have not... According to Steam, I've been playing this for a stupid long amount of time. I think there's <laughs> something wrong with how it's tracking it, because I don't think I've been playing for like 20 hours. That feels oh. wrong. I Maybe mean, you're really into I'm it. I'm at 15, and I'm at level 4. So. Okay, I'm, I just <laughs> hit level 5, so maybe I've just been playing more than I thought. I mean, I'm... Four hours in, and I made a character. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say this game has sucked me in a lot more. I kind of thought I would hate it, like I did Kingmaker, but it's man, I have been sucked in real, real bad. Is that yeah, what I tried to play Kingmaker multiple times, and both times just, I made it like four hours or so, and then stopped. I couldn't make it, man. Kingmaker just, I didn't do it for me. Yeah, this one's drawn me in. I've already played fifteen hours, so. That's good. Alex, were you making your character in the car on the way to Arkansas? Is that what you were doing the I, whole time? So I didn't even start making my character then. I was just looking at the settings because the settings oh and difficulty options are so extensive. Ooh, they're wild. And they I, I had to like look up what things meant. I like the I, none of the, the preset difficulties meet what my expectation for like a normal difficulty should be. Mm. Like, that's so fair. I realized why they have core set to enlarged groups of enemies. It's because normally when you play the RPG, you're playing with a group of four. And in oh, the game, you're playing with a group of six. Six. Oh. So it expands hmm. the enemy count to like even that out, I think. Yeah. That makes sense. Shoot. Maybe I chose the wrong setting now. Well, you can, oh, no. you can change it. Yeah. You can okay. change it. Almost literally all anytime. the difficulty settings you can change on the fly. Interesting. Yeah. Because I was like, like, why does some of the, like, I go click on the one thing and it's like, yeah, this will be like a, the normal thing, but like, enemies are expanded and do more things. And it's like, why? Why aren't they just normal enemies? Yeah. Why isn't critical hit at normal difficulty like a 1.0 damage? Why is it less damage for a critical hit? Yeah, I don't know hit? what that's about. I don't like that. Like, I mean, I, th I think it's because you start at level 1, and so if an enemy crits you, you'll die. Yeah, you just die. <laughs> like, that's it. And like a, a DM could be like, eh, it deals slightly less than your max HP, but the game's going to be like, no, you take 50. Like, that's <laughs> it. You die. I guess. It does at the very beginning give you two ways to res characters, so that's nice. That is true. That is just true. Just in case you need it. And like the death, the deaths, what is death's it called? Door. Death's door thing. I thought that was a little it's, weird. Like it's God, it's so nice because it means that random crit you weren't expecting didn't kill your wizard. Yeah, it just wounded your wizard and you can heal them. But in my mind, I'm like, well, that that fight went wrong and I would just load the save. Right. I mean, well, sure, sure. But the, I mean, there's something to be said for taking losses. If it's a close fight, you know, some people sure, go down yeah. and you fight through. Mm -hmm. And if it's if it's not as expensive for me, at least, right, if it's like they're down, but I can just go rest and they'll be OK. Yeah, I'm more likely to take the loss. Whereas if they're if they're dead, dead, mm -hmm. I am much more likely to just save scum and be like, no, they didn't die. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. keep That's reloading true. until I do it. Perfect. Mm. Interesting uh, stuff. Caleb. Uh, unless, well, unless you had more to say about that, Jake. Uh, no, I'm done. Yeah. Caleb, what are you playing? Well, uh, I've been playing some Wrath of the Righteous. Uh, yep. Well. Um, yeah, I, played game called, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I played this game called Recompile a little while ago. It's a it's a it's not as it's a not good Metroidvania. Oh, fun. It's, it's just kind of fine. You're in like a 
AI, you're in like a computer space, a virtual space, and you're an AI running around breaking other AI and trying to fix stuff for some people outside of the virtual space. But it has a weird issue where like it introduces things and then it'll give you an ability that completely bypasses those for some reason. Hmm. Like the oh. first one, it introduces this puzzle where you got to like, it's like the pipe puzzles kind of. You're like doing these circuits and you got to get the power to the right spot. Mm-hmm. Or you can use the currency you get from killing enemies to just bypass it at the end to instantly complete the puzzle. Hmm. That's I, yeah, a, a decision. Yeah. And I looked up a bunch of stuff about it and it seems like it does that even more and more that keeps happening as the game goes on. So I, I gave up on that. Hmm. Wasn't that good anyway. Um, then I played some of the Mortal Shell DLC, which is really good. Uh, nice. If you haven't played Mortal Shell, pretty solid game. It's a relatively easy Souls game. Uh, uh, that doesn't mean DLC. anything for me. All, all Souls-like <laughs> games, I just instantly die. I'm awful. Can't parry. Gotta get good, man. Don't Can't parry. parry. Who parries? <laughs> Dodge or get a shield. Caleb's a madman. Don't parry. Unless it's Sekiro, parrying's a waste of your goddamn time. Or Parrying is dope. Very, very good Bloodborne. Uh, I think it's just because the only one that he tried to play was Bloodborne, right? No, the first wait. Bloodborne no. really hard, actually. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I parry. mean, it's, it's <laughs> the one that you, <laughs> it sucks. That's the one that uh, Caleb let you borrow for PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. probably the Bloodborne. key in Bloodborne is to roll into the enemy over and yes. over. Yes, you got to oh. be underneath the enemies when you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the best place to hide is within their hitbox. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> interesting. Okay, uh, but the Mortal Shell DLC—it's called the Virtuous Cycle, I think. Uh, it's a it's a roguelike mode, a roguelike mode that they added into the game. Oh, of course you like it. Of course. <laughs> Did you kickstart it? Here's the thing. Here's Did you kickstart it? It's way harder than the base game because mm. you have to beat basically the base game plus some in a single life. But you're like doing the roguelike thing where you're picking up abilities along the way and increasing your damage and stuff. So yeah. it's kind of I don't know. It's a it's a really Interesting t- thing to do in a Souls-like game. Mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying it. I haven't gotten even close to beating it. I've beaten, I think, one of three bosses before you get to like the end end, and that's it. Mm. So it's it's really difficult, but it's a lot of fun. They also added a new uh, weapon, which is a very Bloodborne-esque weapon because it transforms from an axe into like two swords. Oh, Pretty good, interesting. Added a new shell, which. The shells don't really matter to me that much, but wow, it's mortal it's a... shell. It's like it's yeah. in the name, <laughs> core component of the game. Yeah, I mean they just determine like your health and stamina, and that's kind of it. Mm. No big mm. deal. Yeah. Uh, also been playing a bunch of Psychonauts two. Actually beat it recently. Mm. Uh, no, Jake's been playing a bunch. It's in fact, it's pretty good. The gameplay is a lot more polished. I think a lot. Well, maybe not polished. More. I don't know. I, don't I think know. polished is fair. Polished it's it's definitely more weighty, paced. precise, precise. Yeah, yeah. Psychonauts one, I would say, is very floaty. Yeah. Uh, you jump and it's kind of like, Ooh, especially with like levitation, you yeah. could just bounce like where the fuck. Like levitation <laughs> basically broke the game. You could just bounce to wherever <laughs> the fuck you wanted, and it was wild. One of the things that annoys me the most in the second game is that you can only have four abilities. Yep. At a time, and you got to go into a menu to change them. Drives me insane. 
You would think they would have added like a quick selector, yeah, or select, more slots. Put on the D pad. That would have been really good, actually. Right. Also, levitation. You don't need that on a on a button. That you really should just be its own. Jump and hold, and you got you got your levitation there, or hit the left stick, and you got your sprint levitation thing. Yeah. Uh, I do not like the design of those. Does it yeah. not have like the wheel that you like can swap out your abilities from the wheel? Well, you you gotta like pause to. Open. You gotta pause. Yeah. Oh, it weird. Completely throws off the the flow of the fight, especially when you don't have psychokinesis out, and then some bad guys, some uh, the blob guys show up, and that's the only way you can kill them. So you gotta like pause and pull oh, out the fire out. ability. And Does it, you yeah. like hit a D pad button hit in the it. first game, and then like the radio wheel comes up, and you can swap out what button does what from there. I mean, it was, it's like the same, though, right? It pauses it's the same. game and you just pick a different ability to put on I think the button, it, right? I think it does, but it's, like, pretty quick. You, you, like, hit the button, swap it out, and that goes away. It doesn't, I, I just, it doesn't even need to be there. They should just be on the D-pad, the different abilities. And it'd be oh, so much Because another smoother. button on the D-pad is, like, all of your utility items. Like, that wheel will come up. Mm. Yeah, see, that I wouldn't have a problem just pausing to use. Like, you're, you're almost out of health and you need to use a side pop, pause the game. Sure. Eat a side pop. Yeah, I don't know. It drives me nuts. But the rest of the game is really good. I've been having a lot of fun with it. I probably won't 100% it. But you have to stop and collect 800 arrowheads at some point? <laughs> no. There's no, there's no store-required upgrades, luckily. Do you... I don't know how well you remember the first game, but would you say which is your favorite, I guess? If you can remember the first. I don't know when the Oscar. Uh, yeah, I played it a long time ago. It's hard to remember. Exactly. So I, I don't think I can directly compare them. Okay, that's fair. I for me, I haven't finished two yet, but so far I think I still prefer one. Uh, it has, I mean, like the Milkman Conspiracy is such a standout level in one. I think the summer camp setting is a lot more fun than like the Psychonauts headquarters is, and I think yeah, the story kind of took itself less seriously. And two seems very serious, whereas one was really kind of just like goofy, goofy shit. Yeah. Like, they weren't afraid to be like, hey, this guy, he thinks he's Napoleon. Like, get in his mind and sort that out. Whereas two's like, this guy suffers from, like, a general dis anxiety disorder. Like, maybe help him figure out what he wants to do. And it's like, I mean, they're both good. In, but one, in, I think, is more fun. And one, you go inside, like, the mind of, like, the blowfish dude. And you're, like, a big, <laughs> like, kaiju monster stomping through a city of small fish people. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's so much fun. It's excellent. I love Lungfishopolis. <laughs> you remember the name? Oh um, I, I love Psychonauts One, dude. I love it so hard. They call I you Gogalore. How, how good are. is that name? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's God. no there's no level quite up to that in, in two, I guess. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, the standout so far has been like the psychedelic. It's not drugs, but it's basically the drugs level. Yeah, and it's visually it's very fun. But gameplay-wise, I don't think... There's nothing to the extent of, like, being a giant and rampaging through a city or, like, the twisty roads of the Milkman Conspiracy or anything like that. Yep. Hmm. Uh, last game I've been playing, Alex played some of this with me, uh, along with Sam and Cassie, is Rogue Heroes Ruins of Tassos. Uh, yes. Four-player, kind of Zelda-like roguelike, wouldn't you say? Yeah, man, did we not talk about this yet? I don't think so. Mm -mm. No, I wow. don't believe so. Man. Would you call it a Zelda-like? I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. We did it. 
it's uh it's really freaking good we've been having a blast with it it's like i said zelda like series so going around to various different yeah. dungeons and very much inspired by old like top-down zelda games mm-hmm. um but also with like some stardew valley like build up the town farm some stuff yep on the side sort of thing yeah we've already we've already built every building we can possibly build in town because apparently we're very good at this game <laughs> beat the dungeon on a second try yeah I, don't know. I I watched you guys stream, and I wouldn't say you're all very good at the game. <laughs> oh, wow! Woo! The controls Ouch. feel good, though. Like the combat feel it feels like it has weight behind it. Yep. There's, There's a much different build, so not everybody needs to play the exact same character. Yeah, so you don't just have like the basic you are Zelda or you are Link situation. Like you have like you can be the magic person or you can be the archer person. You know, that's sort of different thing. classes that you get like as you play, you unlock new ones. So you can just swap out at any time and take on a new new role. But you still have like utility items that you're finding that allow you to access new areas like bombs and stuff like that. One fun thing that's related to that they did is you can find glass versions of items in the dungeon. So if you don't have a bomb bag, you can't use bombs at all, but you can find a glass bomb bag that only lasts until you die, which I think is a really clever way of doing that yeah especially some of those late game abilities like since they want you to kind of play it like a roguelike on top of being zelda where you are going in these randomly generated dungeons like lets you explore those things without having gotten the real thing yet Mm -hmm. really good i mean some solid puzzles in it too yep just really good exploring is really fun cool yeah check Um, it out if you're looking for a four-player game what's uh Let's talk about a, one specific thing that Alex has been waiting to talk about, which yeah. is, for some reason, Roblox. Roblox. So for some reason, I had this video recommended to me on YouTube, and it seems like it went kind of viral, so maybe somebody else has seen it at this point. But it's talking about Roblox and their like monetization and, and stuff like that. So I just found it extremely fascinating. For, for one, I don't think any of us really know that much about Roblox. It's nope, kind of I'm gonna this... level with you until you put this here. I thought it was Roboblox. I oh. thought there was another row <laughs> in there. So nope. that shows how much I know about it. Yeah. It's like this kids game that like like kids play, you know? And I it's, it's kind of like a black box to us in in my mind. Like has anybody actually played this game here? Nope. I tried to, but you had to have a certain age to count before actually playing and stuff, and I couldn't play. Oh weird. Stuff. It was weird, yeah. So I have some things that I want to bring up about this game. First of all, it's 15 years old as of this month. Oh my god. Didn't know it was anywhere near that age. Um, also, it's just quietly like the most popular game in North America and Europe. Yeah. Like, period. Kids love this shit. So that when that claim in the video got made, I had to go look up like stats to back it up. Because of course I didn't like provide sources. But I, in my mind, monthly active users is kind of like a solid metric to base this off of. And so I had to go dig through a bunch of like press stuff with like monthly active user counts. And I found out like, for instance, Fortnite has 80 million monthly active users right now. They've kind of fallen from their peak. Mm -hmm. When Fortnite was at its peak and it was like the biggest thing ever, you couldn't go two seconds without seeing something about Fortnite. Roblox, I never see anything about Roblox. I never, never see anything about it. It's weird. Pretty rare. League of Legends is uh, 115 million monthly active users. Holy crap. Uh, 
Uh, Minecraft is 140 million monthly active users. Um, Roblox has 202 million monthly active users. Wow. <laughs> so I have many. no so idea. Many. No idea how this is possible. Now, they're not the biggest in the world because like Asian territories have like very different tastes, I guess, from the, a lot of the world. And they have a lot more people than us, like China mainly. So for some reason, PUBG has 227 million monthly active users still. <laughs> but they're mostly all Chinese from what I could tell. Ah. Interesting. Very strange. Twenty-seven million. Holy well, crap. I mean, they can only play it for one hour a day on Fridays, <laughs> Saturdays, and Sundays now. So, I think what, that'll take a large hit of your uh, player base. What I looked into some of that too, and apparently it's like not an issue because nobody uses their actual government ID to do that anyway. They use like sure. you can like look them up online or use a parents or whatever. There's like so many easy ways to get around it, so yeah. people don't don't listen to that anyway over there. From from my understanding of Roblox, and I only know this shit from uh, um, I only know this shit from my coworkers' kids because they're obsessed with it. And so yeah. she was asking me a bunch of questions about this thing, and I was like, "Okay." Um, is it seems like it's also some sort of like game engine? Like you can go in and you can make games yeah. for other people to play in it. That's yeah. all it is, right? Yeah. That is the thing with Roblox, which I thought was like, it was like a simple way to like put games together. Apparently not. It's like almost a full like dev engine upon itself, weirdly enough. Like people's, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Hold on. Crossfire. Yeah. <laughs> Crossfire is the most popular game in the world. I just wanted to put it on here. 240 million monthly active users. I don't even know what Crossfire is. I what think is it's Crossfire. I think it's like Asian CSGO. Oh, online tactical first person shooter. Crossfire? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's first released in South Korea. So mm. there you go. Huh. Um so Roblox, the company that owns it is like their name's like the Roblox company or something. They only do Roblox. Their their entire company is just this one game. They went public this year in the stock market. They're now valued at forty one billion dollars. Oh my god. That puts them between <laughs> EA and Nintendo in worth. Or if you want to look at it a different way, it makes them worth seven Ubisofts. <laughs> That's good. That's a much better way to look at it. Um, so their monetization strategy is people build games in Roblox in like their dev software. And then you can put them out there and people can just play them or whatever. But the vast majority of people charge passes to their experiences. First of all, they've recently switched to calling them experiences instead of games because of the uh epic games apple um arguments that are going on Mm -hmm. so they're on mobile platforms and if they're not charging for games then they get around the whole thing with like owing apple money they're just charging for experiences okay okay sure so you can buy passes to other people's experiences quote unquote you can people make user-generated cosmetics and other like microtransactions for their experiences that you can purchase within their little thing like there's like straight up like um gambling and like all sorts of crap that these children are doing like you're straight up like this whole experience is like a casino and you go around and pull the you know the levers on things and try to win not digital uselessness um <laughs> digital uselessness that's what you're some, trying to win what, yeah. a, what a good way to put it some Murphy's games <laughs> hey, that makes me look cool. Hey, some how much games... did you spend on Cookie Clicker? 
five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these games become popular enough that they're at like the top of the Roblox like leaderboards, and so many people are playing them that they actually spawn full time game dev studios that work on games that are within Roblox, the Roblox ecosystem. That's wild. It's yeah, crazy. and they like have employees and they're making money this way. And that's where some of the craziness that I wanted to talk about comes into play because people are mad at Steam because they take 30% of developers' earnings and Epic's over here like, we're only taking 12% and that's much better, right? Mm-hmm. The Roblox company takes 75.5% of all revenue oh. Holy wow. on the platform. What? Now they say... 25% of that is supposed to go to platform commissions like Apple, Google, PC Playment plat- platforms, stuff like that. The other 50.5% goes to the Roblox Corporation for platform costs, for support, for what they call user acquisition, which is like, hey, people play our game because of us, which is why people are paying you money in the first place. So you owe us money for that. Sure. Um, on top of that, there's not really a good way for you get to for you to get discoverability on the platform. So the the way you like look for games on Roblox is you go to like the game page or whatever, and the most played things are there. And then there's also like an up and coming section, but it's still things that have thousands of players. It's not like anything that's just like been released or whatever. So there's really no way to get visibility on your product after you try to release it. And they definitely market towards these children of like, you can be a successful game developer, just make a thing and release it on our platform and you'll make money, et cetera, et cetera. And that's just not the case. The only way you can get discoverability is if you pay for advertising on their platform, which is another way they make money off people. Oh my gosh. Except for Alex, to... you are selling the stock uh, already to me. Like I want to invest every dollar I have into the stocks because they, they just went IPO. Like, yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, the, the only way you can get discovered is if you buy advertising, but you can't just straight buy an advertising slot like you do on, like, say, Facebook or whatever. You give them $50 and you, they do a little advertising com- campaign or whatever. The only way you can get an advertising spot is if you compete in an auction for the space. Oh. So other people are outbidding you for the advertisement space. Wait, so the only a people, live auction? Or it is it's a just live like... auction... Or like, you know, eBay style, like people can bid and there's like a time limit for like this advertising block. And so that means like only people that are already making a lot of money are going to be able to put in money to advertise. And like these little developers are not going to be able to do anything unless they spend like a bunch of money to beat out these other people and bid to get the advertiser space. Um, Then on top of all that, if you actually do manage to break through and get a popular game and make some money, everything is is dealt with Robux. There's no like real money unless you're getting into or out of the ecosystem. That's when real money comes in. So you can purchase Robux. Um, you can buy the most Robux you can buy is ten thousand Robux for a hundred bucks, ninety nine ninety nine. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't cash out of the ecosystem unless you have one hundred thousand Robux to cash out. Oh so it's sort of gosh. like the the Twitch cash out system where you have to hit $100 before you can cash it out of, of Twitch like ad revenue, except for this is $1,000 worth of Robux you have to reach in order to cash out. So even if you make a little bit of money, the vast majority of people that ever make any amount of money on 
the platform never get to actually get it because it's below the thousand dollar limit Man. isn't that like a level of illegalness like yes I mean, you think so uh, yeah, so a lot of companies it's, work that way. YouTube yeah. works that way. Twitch, like Alex well, said. I mean, well, it's a contractual obligation when you put your own whatever whatever you're developing in their in their ecosystem, right? Like you sign a you know yeah. sign at the you know dotted line. You're, read these terms and conditions. Oh, okay, yeah. sure, check. Yeah, I, it just it just seems very because I know a lot of companies do it, uh, but it just always seems so scummy for for lack of a better word. Of Extremely being, scummy. Of like, oh, you can't pay out this much. So even if you had like ninety dollars on Twitch, like, what are you gonna do? You can't get that ninety dollars out. You just sit there and just go, "I'll never get this money," and then Twitch keeps it, and that just seems. And they just get to keep it and fair? like invest it or do whatever they yeah. want with it. And if like you that... ever get to the actual limit, then they can like, all right, fine, we'll give you the thousand dollars. Except <laughs> the rate at which. The rate at which you can withdraw from the company is not the same as the rate that you can input. Oh, because I'm sure input is infinite. We can always take so, your money, but we never want to pay you. The point is, if I spend $100, I will receive 10,000 Robux. If I withdraw 100,000 Robux, they give you $350. Huh? Huh? What? The rate at which you can withdraw oh, Robux no. is lower than the so rate the that you can input. Rate the exchange rate the exchange of selling rate. Robux for dollars of is lower yes. than buying Robux It is literally like they're making it out like an exchange rate where you are selling Robux back to the company oh, at a rate of $350 that. per 100000 And that's that's not taking into account the 75%. That is not. Take. So the 75.5% cut comes into your account at a hundred thousand robux right and then this is just a scam you cut your describing is a scam (laughs) well you cut that number by 65 percent because you're getting 350 bucks out of a hundred thousand robux so it encourages you to stay within the ecosystem with whatever you make and reinvest it into more product such as like advertising or you know anything like that like they want you to stay paying them back the money that they're paying you. They don't want you to actually take it out and use it in the real world. Now, I have a which, question. Which is similar to, like, old... Like, it, it is an illegal thing in the real world where, like, mining companies used to pay people in company script and you could only use it in the company store to buy your necessities for your house or whatever. And then as soon as you got fired from the mining company, you had no actual money to live off of, so you were a slave to them. Man, uh, that's... that's- awful that that if i'm doing this math right after all of that the the rate at which you collect money from uh from this is eight eight point seven five percent of your revenue is what you would take out of the game because they're going to take 75 percent of the of the robux and then they're going to take 65 percent based on the exchange rate Mm -hmm. of what you have left over which means in total 8.75% 8.75% is what you would get return-wise from the money that you made in system, in, in the, in the environment of, of Roblox. It's just horrible. And it's, and it's basically children that they're taking advantage of with their I mean, parents' who better to credit take cards. Of, Alex? And it's like... They're dumb. Like, people in the video... <laughs> Have you played Frostpunk? The guy, the guy in the video, like, spoke to a couple of, like... Like, he spoke to a child who went to, like, summer camp for coding so that he could try to figure out how to make Roblox 
stuff so that he could like potentially make money off of it because of the way they always like advertise it to the kids of how right. you can be successful as a game dev in Roblox. And it's just heartbreaking. And then on top of that, like even if some kid did manage to do something and it got, became popular and it was cool, uh, there's like a real issue with like these companies I mentioned before that have spawned out of Roblox development that are like full on dev studios that see like, oh, that thing's popular. Let's take that idea, make it like a polished experience because we're like competent devs well, and then was... market it. And sure. then it becomes way more popular than the thing that the kid made. And then now the kid's mm -hmm. screwed again. Well, right, well, because was... he's not in a position where he's like trademarking anything or no, uh, you know, filing for copyright infringement. There's nothing that protects any of that on the platform. Well, well that was my my question was Oof. kind of like you know if you made something and it became popular, a la like uh, Players Unknown, right? Mm -hmm. Or 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 Dota. Couldn't you just be like, hey, this is obviously popular. Let me take my game, get actual people, make it into an actual game, and fuck this economy. Like, not support it anymore, basically, and just go, we're going to go make it elsewhere and better. And for I mean, that's how the infrastructure terms. to do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're a Roblox developer, right? You're, you know, a 12 year old kid. You've been playing Roblox for apparently 15 years. Yeah, so <laughs> so you only know Roblox, and you make this cool-ass game in Roblox. You don't necessarily know Unreal or Unity. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm That's sure the fair. translation between those two... I mean, I mean one, sure Roblox is great. essentially just the game engine you're building within. Yeah, sure. Well, it's like, it's like so, uh, Dreams a little bit. It, it is. Yeah. From what I was looking at, it does seem like it's significantly different from like a real game engine, but also like... Concept, you could totally take like concepts from learning Roblox development and turn it into actual game development, which seems kind of cool. But then you see all other the other the stuff that, shit that they're that's doing. around yeah. it, and it's like, oh, okay, because like they're all like, yeah, let's let's have children play together, and we're gonna teach them game development concepts, and it's gonna be like you know a learning environment, and then nice. they get valued at forty-one billion dollars off of these kids. Of these kids not the, being able to collect on yeah. the revenue that they have for all of their hard work because they're keeping like all of the all of the money pretty much. I mean, they yeah. sound like an awful company. I want to buy their stocks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I see no way that they don't lose money here until you know some law Mass happens that says don't do this. Which let's face it, that's not going to happen for another two decades. So I can get my money in and out and make some mm -hmm. profit before that even ever fucking happens. So all right, yeah, I, I as as a shark, I approve this. I will give them money. <laughs> shark approved. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was fascinating when I watched that video. So that's it is so crazy it the percentage that they take when yeah. there's such a. Like people are so upset. You're right. People are so upset about Steam's percentage. They're like, look at the App Store. They only take twelve percent. And here we have, I mean, it's upwards of ninety percent after yeah. after you after take, everything. Yeah, you exchange it back to real dollars. Upwards of ninety percent. Crazy. That's insane. Well, I'm glad you've given us uh, a little bit of a, a sight into the black box that is Roblox because I know that none of us. I mean, we we have very yeah. little idea what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds like literally none of us have played. Yeah, no, no. I was register blocked. Um, register blocked. <laughs> That's what the kids know. call it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that when you just go to a register and then you just like act you like block a block? And you just yeah. stand there. Yep. Yeah. 
No one can use this register. Super cool. Exactly. <laughs> Playing closed. You have more than 10 items. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Hey, let's talk about a couple things in news realm. Uh, first and foremost, PlayStation Direct. Uh, yeah. So that this happened like now, I think. Yeah, an yeah. hour ago, as of yeah. time of recording. Uh, so I'm just I'm just gonna read through this news article I have up, and everyone can react and act like it's really cool. Ooh, uh. So I'm just gonna go top to bottom. I'll All do right, it. Cool. Okay. Fast, I guess. Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic is getting remade on PS5. <gasps> yeah. Which I love that it's getting a remake. I hate that it's gonna be console exclusive. Mm. On PC. Mm. It it will never touch PC. It's console exclusive to PS5, which is stupid. To be fair. As we'll see later on, they are porting a lot of their stuff. Okay, good. I'm excited uh, to hear about that. Insomniac is making a Wolverine game. Insomniac, in case anyone doesn't know, those are the guys who made the Spider-Man game. Okay. So they're making a Wolverine game. There's a trailer. I haven't watched the trailer, but cool. Spider-Man was good. If they can do that with Wolverine, that'll probably Boy, be I, good. I don't yeah. know how you're going to get that uh, interesting experience that you get from Spider-Man out of a Wolverine game. It's, but. <laughs> it's obviously going to be different, right? You don't have Wolverine yeah. doesn't have a cool traversal thing. It's obviously going to be more of a combat thing. Yeah, so melee combat thing? I don't know. Sure. And then you just ride the subway or you walk angrily everywhere. Yeah. I walk mean, it, angrily everywhere. Please. It's, maybe it won't even be. Open. I mean, I don't know. I'm talking about open world, right? But it doesn't it doesn't have to be open world, right? Like True, 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 true. Because okay. they, they also they made Ratchet and Clank, and that's I mean that's kind of open world, but you I mean you just walk around. You have yeah. a spaceship, whatever, you fly between planets. <laughs> Who cares? They're making a Wolverine game. Speaking of them, they're making a Spider-Man 2. That seems exciting. That seems exciting. Yes. These guys are gonna be busy as hell though. Yeah, yeah that's coming out first. Um Man. Spider-Man 2 is in 2023. Wolverine. I don't know. When you said Spider-Man 2, I originally went back to like the PS2 Spider-Man 2 game. Yeah. I thought they were like remaking that. that. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I was like, what are you talking about? Why are they remaking Spider-Man 2? No, they're making a second (laughs) Sony Marvel Spider-Man video game. Got it, got it, got it. This one has Venom in it. Also Miles Morales. Although he was in the first one, so whatever. But Venom's new and exciting, maybe. See, the problem I'm now going to have is when I try to refer to Spider-Man 2 video game uh, from the GameCube PlayStation era as the seminal classic Spider-Man game, like, now I have to, like, preface it with, like, mm. Spider-Man 2 from the GameCube. Yep. Mm. Well, like, and that's why they helpfully called it Sony's yeah. Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Ah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> so I gotta Marvel's remember to Disney's put that in front of Sony's Marvel's. Good point, good point. Mm-hmm. The, other day, yeah. the other day I was trying to refer to The Purge as in the first film in that, that series that came out, and I was trying <laughs> uh-huh. to say have you seen The First Purge? But there is a movie now called The First the Purge. First Purge. <laughs> and it's very confusing. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. As the recipient, yeah, very confusing. Uh, God of War Ragnarok officially got its Woo! name, which is weird. Everyone knew it was called Ragnarok. Right. I thought <laughs> I thought they already uh-huh. announced that. Uh-huh. Sure but uh, a while ago. Yeah, it has a title and a trailer, and I don't think there's a date on this. But I didn't see one. But yep, it's it's coming, y'all. Oh <laughs> oh lord, she coming. Oh lord. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is Ooh. a Borderlands spinoff. Um, it's gonna come out in March 25th next is, year. Is it still an FPS loot and shoot kind of thing, or uh, is it gonna? You know be what? I'm some... gonna turn on the trailer. First person shooter. Yes, it yeah, looks like it's turn on this trailer, cool. Jake. Cool, cool, cool. 
What? If it if it's anything like Borderlands Three, I'm sure there. it'll be. Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. I'll listen to it later. I'm doing a list. <laughs> uh, Project Eve. Everyone loves Project Eve. I don't know what this is. What is I'm that? With you. <laughs> uh, it's a PS5 possible exclusive. Oh, oh wow! Okay. Oh. I have learned less about this game since I started reading about it. <laughs> um, you play as a character named Eve, and she makes her way through the subway in a post-apocalyptic setting. Man, this sounds really <laughs> stupid. It kind of looks like um, a like a slower paced bayonetta or something. I will. I'll boot up the or trailer. Just kind of sure it's not it. the alternate version of Wally. Wally. Uh, who's making it? I officially don't care. So Project <laughs> Eve, it sucks. Don't buy it. Uh, speaking of things getting ported, Uncharted, The Thief's End, and The Lost Legacy are getting ported to PC. Mm. Okay. Uh, it's coming out early next year. Wow. Uh, they're being packaged together as the Legacy of Thieves collection. Uh, okay. This is pretty exciting because recently, I mean relatively recently at this point, they also ported PlayStation exclusive Days Gone. Mm. Uh, so Sony's been, Sony's been porting a lot of stuff. Can they port Spider-Man? Please. I mean, that would be great. I would love Blood- Spider-Man, Bloodborne. Demon Souls, Bloodborne. Let me play Bloodborne in 60 FPS. <laughs> yes. For the love of God, let me play it in 60. Please. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction is coming out early next year. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's exciting. Oh, January. January. January 22nd, 2022. I mean, it's not, it was announced for like this year. Oh, I know. It's been delayed <laughs> multiple times, but so I didn't know it was coming out in January. So that's, I think it was an October release date before. Again. Uh, Forspoken, a Squeenix game coming out in spring Squeenix. next year. Um, a, a limited name. PS5 exclusive. So mm. don't get too excited about that one. Uh, just wait oh, until it comes out on a real sick. What kind of game is that? Man, you can't. I'm not looking at the trailers. <laughs> I'm just reading. He's the reading. Thing. Come on, man. <laughs> Looks like a third person shoot. Actually, this was in the PS5 showcase, I think. It's like a third person action adventure kind of parkour kind of thing and like uh it looks sick it looks like it could be really it good does look it's cool. got kind of like roman uh, architecture with a bunch sick. of overgrown shit <laughs> and it's got really loud music yeah they all do yeah every time i click one i immediately regret it <laughs> uh alan wake is getting remastered yeah you just played that yeah, yeah i know right i literally <laughs> just played the original like a year not, almost a year ago i guess i probably yeah. played it close to halloween uh, it's going to be on PS4, PS5, Xbox, and PC. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's cool. It's kind of a weird move. I kind of thought they would just make Control 2, honestly. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Cool. All right, everyone. But here's the big one. Grand <laughs> Theft Auto 5. Holy Ooh, crap, they're coming yeah. out with Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh, oh. Yeah, dude, it's coming out on... PS5? Is it not already on PS5? I thought it was already so. on PS5. I don't know. It's on this list. Okay. Is that it's not on next gen. Right? Like the entire point of the tuners update. Yeah, it's not up- on next gen. Right? Like the entire point of the tuners update was to give new content for people to play it on the new consoles. So if it's not there yet, I, that just seems weird. Like, mm. I don't know, man. They're putting ray tracing in it. It takes yeah. a long time. You gotta trace all those rays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that one's March 2022. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, it's um, yeah. It's not until next year, and it sounds like we don't know a whole lot about it. But gosh, it's still going around. That's yeah, is that the, the game? Uh... We saw the trailer. Everyone was like, "What is happening in this game?" 
Maybe. All I remember is the the woman who presented it was very adorable and very uh, excited yeah. about her game. And then that. immediately, almost immediately after, quit the studio. So, <laughs> oh, she quit? Yeah, oh. she went to a different studio. So uh, I don't no. I don't know if I'm actually excited for it. This uh, is I really uh, just want it because she made it. She seemed so fun. This is the evil within people. And also the evil within too. Oh yeah, okay. Okay, I mean, maybe it's cool. It's like you're like fighting ghosts with like a wire. Uh, <laughs> we're not friends. I'm done. Wow. There are no more games. Wire. Video games are canceled. All of them. But you, you like do like weird hexes with your hands or spells or something. I don't fucking know. Mm, it looks like yeah. it could be cool. Uh, for some reason, reason Deathloop is in here. Deathloop comes out like next week. Yeah. I don't know why they put a trailer like in four here. Four days away. That, yeah, it's like just, four days. Just to remind you, like, hey, our game's hey, launched. I mean, I guess out. that's good. Yeah. Like, advertise it right before, but. It's not really news. Everyone knows that's coming out and probably is going to kick ass. Uh, good. Guardians of the Galaxy, you can pre-order it. I'm good. You know yeah. that game that literally nobody wants? Yeah. Oh, Derek pre-order has pre-ordered it. it. Derek of has pre-ordered it. Oh, classic <laughs> Derek. <laughs> the fucking Avengers game has ruined my confidence in anything with a Marvel logo on it right now. Mm. It makes you feel better. This Guardians game looks worse yeah i saw some trailers of it and i was like oh i'm not feeling better Man, I, just, I don't understand how you could make guardians and be like it's a good first one player game it's <laughs> like clearly a co-op right? game and they're like no 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 you play all the characters yeah except not really except not yeah you just play star lord and you just <laughs> tell everybody else what to do i don't know man they also decided that the coolest way to show it off would be like, look they're gonna find a gelatinous cube it's like, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> One of the characters is like a giant tree, like a talking tree. You couldn't think of a cooler Ooh. enemy. That's Man. fine. Man, okay, I'm still going, I'm still going. Something called Kid Amnesia Ex- Exhibition. Excuse me? It's a collaboration between Radiohead and Epic Games. Yeah, okay. Radiohead. Okay. I All assume right. that means the band Radiohead. Yeah, sure yeah, yeah. You have my attention. Oh, I boy. don't know. I'm not gonna watch the <laughs> trailer. You lost mine. But it's, I mean, even this list seems confused about what it is. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I am always about seeing like what musicians can bring to video games, and sometimes it's like really interesting and really cool, and then other times it's like, hey, Zed made some skins for Valorant. That's neat, cool, I guess. Cool, 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 yeah, cool, 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 like, cool, yeah, does absolutely yeah. nothing. Uh, we've got a game called Chia. I think it's just Chia. Just Chia. It starts with a T. Maybe. I don't know. Very hard to pronounce. T C H I A. Chia. I think it's, a, it's the sound of a sneeze. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. They were trying to think of a name, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. that's, Ooh, that's a good one. But yeah, it looks like a cartoony, swimmy game. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 is coming out March 4th next year. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, And then we talked about this game. Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt is coming Mm -hmm. to PS5. Mm. Oh, great. (laughs) Chat's pumped. Yeah. And that's the end of my list. That's the end of the list. Oh, man. What a no 10 done. Yeah, man, we really it really went downhill. About halfway through. <laughs> I just I just want to point out I'm on Twitter right now and GTA Six is trending. Oh my god! All of the tweets are we're never getting GTA Six. No, I mean, you're not. No. 
It's With just the not amount happening. of content that they've been adding into GTA 5, I can tell you confidently that GTA 6 is at least a decade away. Freaking between between that and Skyrim, it's just it's gonna be those games forever. I mean, yeah. Yeah, no mention Fortnite. of Elder Scrolls Six, huh? Elder Scrolls. Hey, Weird. first they gotta make space Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time I see somebody being like, hey, where's Elder Scrolls 6 at? I'm like, they have an entire game to release before they even start. There's one more. It's going to be so long before that game comes out. Well, I feel like everybody saw that one like E3 thing where, that just said Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah, yeah, it was just like a pan of right. like a really nice looking mountain range. Yep, and they were yeah. like, that's it. And I was like, that's not making a game, so though. So cool. Yeah, like that's just It's super because cool. people are already wanting them to announce it for years before that yeah what yeah. so they're I, like i mean right. what they don't have phones they just <laughs> like fine guys it's really oh, weird no. it's a really weird turn for bethesda i think it probably had to do with fallout 76 being a failure like yeah. a lot of their announcements i were always like announced and then like that fall released. They, they released yeah i i definitely think they were expecting fallout 76 to be way bigger and for it to also be a large cash cow Wish it had for it to been. like carry them for the next I think few years. They, I think they were ready for it to be like a Fortnite esque, constantly, constantly support it, get a bunch of money. But it turns out nobody wanted it. Yep, yeah, that's true. Uh, let's talk about one other game too in News World, and that's uh, Response Titanfall 2, which has not had right, a fun time that, recently. What oh, before we get to that, I need to go back to me being on Twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I came across this, but does everybody remember Blue's Clues? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah dude, this video is amazing. It's okay, cool. so all, all I have information of, no one can, can, can branch off of this, is uh, it's 25 years later, and the original Steve is back. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wasn't he, like, fired for doing not great things with kids or something? No. Ooh, what? I thought that I was thought determined I... as a rumor and also defamation and false. Yeah. Hey, okay. That's what that I always have heard. Podcast. That's crime. He's fine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like that. He just like released a video of him just like, I don't know, just being real. He's like, you know, hey, we started out with clues and now we've got mortgages and college debts. And I was just like, this man speaks truth. I agree <laughs> with everything that he says. Um, it like it hits you in the feels of him talking about like the twenty five year gap of it, and I was like, yeah, it's weird. There's a there's a link I just found, and it says, no, it wasn't jail or drugs. Steve Burns story after Blues Clues. So there's there's something to be said about there's a ton of rumors of of why he wasn't on the show anymore. Yeah. Um, Speaking of twenty five year gaps, I know this is totally random, but you should look up Paul Rudd and like him and Clueless versus now. Man I saw, didn't age. I saw a bunch of stuff about how Paul Rudd doesn't age. He's a vampire. There's like pictures of him looking identical 25 years later. Well, actually, I know one of his secrets because I looked up a thing about how like he said like he's like, oh, what's your secret of like why you don't age? And he's like, oh, I use moisturizer on my face every morning. And ever since I saw that interview, I use moisturizer <laughs> on my face every morning because oh god, god damn it i am going to live forever like paul rudd is it's what you don't know paul rudd he's got a finger in the moisturizer game yeah oh he just tricked he's you got, into buying all some big moisturizer right there mm-hmm. oh yeah it's all conspiracy it goes all the way to the top all right so we go on to titanfall um okay. yeah so 
there's been some weird stuff going in around respawn lately. Uh, at one point, Apex was actually uh, hacked for a little bit, and uh, all you could see on the page was save Titanfall.com, like as soon as you open the game. Uh, <laughs> and then Titanfall 2 is just like been like just corrupted by cheaters and hackers and etc. Um, and so there's, there's been a ton of stuff. Even uh, Titanfall 1 also had like the whole hack go on and like uh, save Titanfall 2. Um, but recently, which I think the story is kind of concluded uh, a little bit with this. Recently, though, there was a, a somebody from the developer team or somewhere within the community that basically was like, hey, don't open Titanfall 2 because if you do, you, it, like the, the malware that's on it will gain access to your computer and uh, yeah, you just won't have a good time. Uh, so just don't launch the game at all. Um, and then Respawn went in and basically like hey, we're investigating this, and, you know, this was all concluded within, when was this? Uh, this was September 8th. Uh, within a couple hours, Respawn was on it and talking, and then um, that night, they were like, hey, we're still investigating the issue, but our engineers believe that we're dealing with a simple exploit that can be used to crash games. I don't believe that there's any more serious things that affect players or their machines. We'll update this uh, again later. Um, but it was just kind of... <laughs> I've been digging into a lot of uh, gaming cybersecurity stuff, and it's it's a lot of stuff's popping up that like you know uh, ransomware crap, source code getting stolen, and I, respawn's been getting hit, man. They have been getting hit. Maybe their DDoS. stuff's not as secure as they think it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's uh, move on. And talk about two things in film world. Yeah. First and foremost, uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Owen, did you go see it? Yeah, I saw it in theaters, baby. Well, I mean, that's the only place you can see it right now. So. I still need to I, I do this. Could, uh, I thought you could Disney Plus it. Uh-uh. 45 mm. days. Okay. Well, then. Mm. You can Disney ah, Plus it. Some, yeah. some things have happened due to recent. <laughs> yeah. Mm, interesting. Huh? Interesting. <laughs> Glad to see the results of those lawsuits already popping up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't this just more fuel to the fire? Like, they didn't release this movie on Disney Plus, and so showing that, like, hey these movies could have been successful and like not been released on Disney plus. So yep. their lawsuits hold more weight now. Yeah. I think they've kind of admitted their own guilt yeah. by oh, now. Man. Um, but yeah, I saw it. Did anyone else see it at all? Not nope. yet. Nope. Okay, cool. So just me. Um, just, it's a wonderful Marvel movie. Um, I had a good time watching it. I think it does a very good job of establishing, uh, the character and the villain. Uh, I did appreciate the fact that the movie does seem to center around um, uh, the villain a little bit more. So you, you have mm. a little bit more weight of like, you feel for him, you understand why he, the villain is doing the things that they do. Um, and I, I really appreciated that. I really right, like in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I mean, I'd say more of like understanding Thanos. Uh, I wanted to see Aaron's reaction on that. Yeah, I was waiting for it too. <laughs> I was typing. Oh man. Uh, so I I thought that was pretty solid. Um, I appreciated um both of the uh like female sidekicks that he had to try to like add like hey women are also here and being kick ass. But there there was something about it that I felt was a little cheapened. Like, mm. I kind of wish that his, uh, uh, the Shang-Chi's character's uh, sister has her own, 
series or movie or something because she alone is a badass she does not need to play second fiddle like there are reasons that they establish of her having her own like shit going on and i'm just like okay cool i want to see that give me that like i i would love to see that outside of just following around uh her brother um but as far as a first movie to kind of start a lot of that off um i think it did a really good job and it's it's very formulaic uh of marvel so it's not kind of like gonna surprise you in anything of just being like you know superpowers and whatever but it's good for what it is and since there hasn't been something like this in a little bit it's kind of nice to see from what i understand this is the best marvel movie of 2021 uh i don't mm. (laughs) i mean what do you have to go up against right now? <laughs> Black Widow? <laughs> uh, Alex you did bring up a good Black point. Widow, and then at the end of the year, you've got Inhumans. So that's that's your 2021 is, Marvel Is Spider-Man setup. not coming out in December? Spider-Man? Yeah. No. I thought... Oh, the, is it? The, the Eternals. It's, it, it's The Eternals is coming out in November. I'd be surprised November. if Spider-Man was doing December. I think it might be early next year. Mm. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But it just seems weird you're doing a November-December release. December 17th, 2021. Oh, okay. Bum. There you go. Yeah, because oh. I, I admit, because like, the trailers were basically like coming on for Shang-Chi, and they are like, this is the best Marvel movie of 2021. And I was like thinking, what? I actually thought, what other Marvel movie was there? <laughs> and then somebody said Black Widow. I was like, oh, that's forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Sad. As, as, sad. as, as interesting it, yeah. and as fun as Black Widow was. It's, it's a good movie, Caleb. It's just not something that you think back on and it's like like iron man for instance you think back on iron man you're like iron man yeah but like black widow should have been wedged in between where the story flowed better yeah Yeah. okay let me let me give you a better example right if you took thor ragnarok and you released it this year it would have been incredible you don't even need it in the middle of the timeline that's fine i mean it would have been a great movie but because i think black widow it's not like a superhero superpowers like fantastical adventure it's just kind of like Here's one of like Earth's heroes going through a struggle. One of her personal stories. It is and it's a, just kind of shoved in after this giant arc. I think that it's a very well done thriller movie, but it is not a superhero movie. Yeah, like I, I, I think that's kind of the best way to describe Black Widow in that. Whereas Shang Chi is very much a superhero movie. There are powers at play, um, and the story is told well. Like pieces all fit together you know what's going on the whole time uh, let me yeah. tell you let me tell you about something let's just change gears here real quick and talk about something where literally nothing is connected Man, this and feels nobody like one has of my segues from back in the day on. all right alex caleb and i have decided well haven't decided we already watched it all we watched all of the rebuild of evangelion which is the retelling of neon genesis evangelion which is a four part four movies let me just read you these titles real quick it's Evangelion 1.0, you are not alone. Evangelion 2.0, you cannot advance. Evangelion 3.0, you cannot redo. And <clears throat> Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, thrice upon a time. That's good. Is that the direct-to-DVD <laughs> sequel? Yeah. <laughs> In the fourth uh, movie, they were like, 4.0? Nah, that doesn't nah. sound right. 3.0 plus 3.0 1.0. 1.0. Yeah. yeah, there you and go. Thrice uh, upon a time. Thrice upon a time. three back in there. I... Still Loved don't know it. what happened uh, in these movies. No idea. N- I, I mean, very little idea what Al- happened Al- in these movies. Alex, what was the title of the YouTube video you stumbled upon the other night? The 37 timelines of 
Evangelion <laughs> explained or something like that. Seven? Excuse, wow. excuse me? Which, if you watch like the first six minutes of that video, these four movies make a lot more sense, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it explains like the backstory of like what the first impact is, what the second impact is, what the atoms are. Son, yeah. you lost you me even... on the first timeline. I don't have what, the what patience the spears to figure of out the other are. Okay, What about the about Doors of Guff? The fourth movie. Like, the Doors of Guff, we didn't get to the third movie. Yeah. Uh, the Human Maybe Instrumentality second. Project. There are so many things in this movie. They'll just, like, casually toss out, like, a phrase. That something you've never heard you. of. It means nothing. There is no context that they tell you. It's just like, oh, those are the Doors of Guff. Next scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this, like, is, this is SEAL. We're part so, of the Human Instrument in, Instrumentality Project. Next scene. All right. In, like, in like the, the EVA universe, there's like a being called the Far or something like that that's like essentially God, and it creates everything, right? It creates the seeds of life, which are Adam and Lilin, or Lilith. I forget which one. And then Lilith, I think. it sends those out across the galaxy, right? And they become seeds that and plant themselves in different worlds and spawn life. So like Lilith hits Earth, which and spawns humanity. Oh, also that- the other thing is like one of them, like Lilin creates fixed like life forms, which are basically like humans are fixed life forms. Uh-huh. And then Adam creates uh, life forms that are like that can like change at will or something, which are basically like the Evangelion life forms uh-huh. or the angels. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so Lilith, Lilith when hits Lilith, Earth. Is that the first impact when she hits Earth? I think that's no. the zeroth impact. <laughs> I don't think so. Unless it was. I don't remember. I think I think it was wow. I think the first you impact. You can't even keep this straight. <laughs> no, I can't. It's still so confusing. But uh, like the point of the thing is like Lilith shows up on Earth, creates humanity, but then Adam somehow also shows up on Earth, and they're not supposed to be together ever because it's bad. Mm. which is why you have the spears of longinus which keep them apart except for <laughs> lilith when i think it was the first impact when she hit earth because i think the spear of longinus that she had got destroyed in the first impact so oh. when adam showed up and he had a spear there was an imbalance which caused the second impact to happen and almost wipe out all of humanity I, and I will the have you know, up until that point we're talking about like i don't know 45 minutes into the first movie oh that's Jesus. that's all before the first movie yeah, no. none of that. Well, is the no second impact is like, I mean, in the middle of it. I, I don't know. Caleb made a good point. We finished the last movie, and he's like, I don't know how anyone could write this because there's just was uh, it good, captivating, d- entertaining? It's pretty. Caleb it's pretty the answer good. is drugs. Visually, <laughs> some of the coolest looking like uh, monsters I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, the angels are really cool. They're crazy looking. They're not even in the. Have you watched the the Gigguk video yet? No. Okay. Well, he he argues that knowing the plot doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's about the emotional journey. No. Okay. Well, when your main character is quite possibly the worst protagonist in existence, it it makes me a lot less emotionally invested. If you're arguing that plot doesn't matter and it's about what you feel, congratulations, Fallout 76 is a great game that has no plot, (laughs) and it makes you feel a lot of fucking rage. Oh, and you have come so far. Well, the other thing is, like, the the creator of the series, Anno, has at some point confirmed that the Eva storyline is 
is like a something that repeats. So the like a lot of times throughout the series or the or the movies or whatever, apparently the world resets or something, which is where you get a bunch of timelines. How many okay. whiteboards also, do they like, have? The, so yeah. the, apparently like the the original series is actually directly in the same timeline as the movies that we watched, except for the movies that we watched just take place after the original series because it's after the universe is reset. Uh-huh. But it's all the same timeline that, uh-huh. that together. Uh-huh. But at the end of the fourth movie, there's like a world uh-huh. reset that feels different. Right. Yes, yes. So this is the end of all of Evangelion, which is the point of the last movie and the uh-huh. tagline, which is he Wait. They finally... They make but the there was other an decision. end of Evangelion movie. That wasn't that's not movie. that's not the end of it. <laughs> that's no, that's the end of it. It's called Different the end movie. of Evangelion, but it's not the end. This is finally the point where, like, because apparently a lot of like the end of Evangelion, like, there's a scene where Shinji like chokes Asuka out, and there's like there's like a bunch of unhappy end. Like a lot of the endings for the series have unhappy endings for the characters. This is the first time that they've had like happy or semi happy endings for all the characters at the end. Mm. I don't know. The one and with like, Shinji getting laid by everybody was pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> and Shinji has like become a happy person that is like confident in himself at the end of it, which doesn't usually happen. Which, man, that was a quiet turnaround. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, the, the weirdest part, though, you get to the very end of this and it's like because the way that the end of the movie happens and they destroy all of the I guess do they technically destroy all of the angels kind of reset them. He, he removes all of really like his goal is to remove all of Eva's from the world, the, the right, universe, from reality. So, <laughs> as a part of doing that, like reality just starts Spoilers, to like disappear. It goes from being like this colorized animation to just drawings that aren't even complete, no color, like some amount of animation, and then all of a sudden, it like, uh, what's her face comes back in and like Sorry. stops it. Yeah, like evens it out, and then there you just see them on a at like a train station they're just standing there and the camera pans and it's just literally yeah, footage real life footage of a real place what? like they, as in for like a second they, become the universe they like, they like overlay animation on top of live action footage for like a second and then pan out and turn and then it's just live action footage the intent being that they have left the imaginary universe and have melded into actual fourth wall breaking reality <laughs> i i mean and- <laughs> alex what you're telling me is that the intent was to not tell everybody that's watching the hentais that they can actually achieve any of these women because i'm pretty sure that's what the intent is i'm pretty sure that's exactly what they were doing of just being like hey we're breaking the fourth wall so maybe you can find one of these women in real life <laughs> yeah no dude also no. Kaoru, another character in the series, it, it is hinted that he retains memories from every loop and ha- and remembers everything that's happened from all the different iterations of Eva. And like his entire goal is just to basically achieve the end of this final movie, which is to make Shinji happy. Because is- that will solve everything? He, essentially. Kind of like a like a the Haruhi situation where like Haruhi is like mm. The, like controls reality or whatever, so everybody has to make sure that she's okay. 
just just out of curiosity um is is this what i sound like when i'm talking about all of the loops of army of the dead just (laughs) is this how stupid i sound but but this is worse this is much worse this is 400 464 minutes of i just got done watching something and i don't know what happened Mm. every movie got over and i was just like what (laughs) (laughs) what I have so, lost more information than I gained this time. Oh, great! Excellent. I like triple feed you little things just oh, to give, give you enough, break. just to, just enough hope that maybe they're going to explain it all in some grand speech nope. at the end of the nope. fourth movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, if you want like a movie series with good plot or a good main character, this is not it. it. No, <laughs> just you watch for the visuals and just, you get the feeling. Well, yeah, if you just want some cool visuals, it's got it. So I've never seen Evangelion because I'm mm-hmm. a bad weeb. But <laughs> my understanding is that basically the creator eventually, rather than using it to tell like a stereotypical like mecha anime thing, just started using it to kind of explore his like mental hangups kind of because like he was oh. kind of dealing with like, yeah, I don't know if it was like depression or what his deal mm-hmm. was, but like some not not great mental stuff. So rather than being like, this is a story about a boy who punches the sun and saves the world, he kind of used it to explore his mental state and i think that's again i haven't seen it you guys can reflect on that more than me (laughs) but my understanding is that it gets kind of crazy just because he stops caring about the plot and uses it more to explore the feelings if that's a picture of his mental state i am concerned for his health (laughs) i mean i think he's too bad the idea of the this rebuild series is that he's in a better place now and so he's rebuilt it to be what he wants it to be I yeah. mean, that, that is the vibe I got from what you were describing. Like the the Giguk video I talked about goes into a bunch of that stuff about how he was like in a dark place and basically like the series was like a reflection of what he was feeling and that resonated with people that were also feeling that way at the time. So this is and then like now now wild. this is like him in like a better state and like presenting like his his real vision. So this is what you're saying. Yeah. Is this is the director's cut. TM. Yeah, this is the Snyder cut of this is, yeah, Yvonne. This is... <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. And like Mary, Mary is not in the original series at all. I didn't yeah, even just realize that. Bad characters. Why not? She's up in the second movie, doesn't she? Yeah, she shows up in the second movie. I think. Yeah. Yep. It's a it's a series. If you want to watch it, you know. Mm, I'm it's good. Wild. And there's still like plenty of crap that's like completely un- unexplained. Like oh yeah. Like she, like Mari shows up in, in like a scene that is like a flashback to when Shinji's dad was young, and she's just there as herself, which I didn't well, even notice when we were watching it. But going to look just, at that scene, it's like, yep, there she is. It could just be because the pilots don't age. Yeah, right. But that also means she's there like way before they even started doing well, any pilot also, stuff. But she also shows she has like a lot more knowledge about piloting the Evas than anybody else. I mean, she yeah. does beast mode several times and I mean, the like Evas the gen- don't die. The general idea is she she's probably the first pilot. Right. The true first pilot. The true first pilot. Yeah. But that's yeah. still like, I think before they were even doing Eva stuff back then. Because like Shinji's mom hadn't died yet. So Nerve didn't exist. Freaking. Oh, that's the other thing. Oh, man. Yeah. The number of organizations uh, in this show. Woo! Buckle up. Nerve. Every, seal. Every, every movie starts with a new organization suddenly popping yeah. up. It's like, oh, here's the new one. We, they work for Wheelay, now. Wheelay or whatever. Wheel. Yeah, wheel. And then what's the the one that popped up in the fourth one? Like credit one, with a K? Credit. Yeah, yeah, credit with a K. Credit. Yeah. I really like it's that one. It's very cool. It starts with a K. 
That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so anyway, if you want to watch something where you don't really know what's going on, but you just want to see cool visuals and get the emotion. You want to see some really cool crap. You want to see somebody get like a gun the size of a skyscraper and then mm, pull bigger. all of the energy of your country into it and then fire it at a big monster. Yeah, this is it. There you go. Mm-hmm. You want to see all of Tokyo just get elevator lifted down <laughs> inside of planet Earth? Yeah, this is it. This is it. All the buildings, they're somehow on freaking pneumatics. It's incredible. <laughs> freaking A. All right, I got to go on that note. That's it. That's it, guys. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.